It's baby. Look, I told them niggas I was top five when I was underground. Yeah. Fuck them all the bitches, get them hoes to run around. All I ever knew that girl to be was just a freak. Oh, freak. I'ma let the world think that she a woman. Now to go get some CDs. I sold niggas remix. I sold this shit to any nigga want a pound. Used to rapping fast, go was bust around. Huh? Some niggas had them 35, had them 29. Air dead nigga flip phone, ring a hundred times. Had a phone call, thick cold boy, I rode around. Buy the car, throw the tent on, and I roll around. Yeah. Baby, we throw so much bread to the point I'm exhausted. Uh -huh. Drinking every bottle till a nigga get nauseous. Uh -huh. Hundred bitches by a nigga, all of them gorgeous. Uh -huh. Hundred thousand on a nigga, my one in the office. Uh -huh. pick and eat a bitch, box of chocolates. Uh -huh. Beat it, little nigga, for I cock the Taurus. Uh -huh. Money growing bigger than a brontosaurus. Money, I throw a bitches, cop box the potions. Yeah. Get that dough, shawty, get that help on it. Get it here, shawty, sick that low. Uh -huh. Bring it back, girl, go ahead and put it on a nigga like, like, you tryna get another go. Yeah. Niggas acting like they throwing money with bosses. Uh -huh. You don't wanna do that, cut some of your losses. Uh -huh. Every single thing about a nigga, enormous. Lot of gold on a nigga and the diamonds is flawless See, you motherfuckers can never do the shit I be doing the best and you knew I've been shaking and moving and showing the proof and you know that we chewing and business is booming don't come around me playing cause I ain't never fooling with none of you niggas and when I say the spooky to some of you niggas to tell them the truth see I ain't moving with none of you niggas and by this shit till it's time to be gone fuck up the building till I leave it I'm done with you niggas all the shit just to get here trying to get in and fit in the city big money big drinks big Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 130 of the Splashcast, uh, Monday Night Raw. I'm well, your co-host, Reggie. Well, it didn't, my, it froze. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm your co-host, Norwood. Our powers combined. We are your HBCU homeboys, and clearly we have jokes and laughter. <laughs> Happy to have y'all back after a holiday. Um, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. I'm happy to be back, guys. You know, it was a little void in my in my week uh, when we didn't get we didn't do Saturday morning live. Right. We should have done uh, Thursday morning, uh, Thanksgiving morning. Everybody was home and we had all those games to pick. No, we, we were not. Some of us was driving because I was not driving Friday, Wednesday after work. That is your choice. But uh, with that being said, <laughs> with that being said, we're gonna talk about our HBCU no, news around the culture. What? What I do? <laughs> what i say uh uh it was a it was a fun weekend for hbcu football for most uh really disappointed for one of our teams that we've been following all all year really for two years now that i think about it but let's start out with thanksgiving so it was thanksgiving um few things going on and things including the what thanksgiving day parade uh there were a few schools that were represented None more than Alabama A&M and Hampton University. So the director of bands for Hampton University, Dr. Thomas L. Jones and assistant band directors, Mr. Clifford Cox and Mr. Alexander Hamilton, uh, all marched in uh, the 2023 Macy's Day Parade representing Hampton U for the second time in the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade ever. Uh, shout out to them. They actually played the instruments. Uh, so they were in a special band that played the instruments, trumpet, uh, French horn and I guess it's the bass drum. Um, so congrats to Hampton on being represented very, very well. I definitely tuned in and they sounded good. Good alumni. Yeah, shout out to like alumni band. Um, band leader extraordinaire. Uh, congratulations on killing another one. Uh, yeah, we we looking forward to next season now. Oh, Kev, what's good, brother? Uh, yeah, man, it was dope, man. I I love when. Black high schools, black colleges, black HBCUs are recognized. And the fact that they got the band directors in there as well, that's that's pretty dope. 
Um, another school that was represented was Alabama A&M. Uh, their band actually led off. So they were the first act that you saw for the Macy's Day Parade. Uh, so they led off as well. Um, and they played, uh, uh, they, they uh, represented themselves very well in the Macy's Day Parade as well. Uh, in other Alabama A&M news, Quincy Casey, who was the starting quarterback for Alabama A&M, is entering the transfer portal as a grad transfer. Why is this news, you say? There's a lot of kids, and a lot of, well, I shouldn't say kids, a lot of grown grown folks or young adults that enter the transfer portal. Well, if you remember last week, we reported on a six foot eight quarterback out of Tucker, Georgia, uh, that committed to Alabama A&M. And I said, dang, he's kind of tall. And he was a three-star. He was uh, uh, recruited by Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Alabama A&M, fam. He was recruited by a lot of people. And he decided to go to Alabama A&M. I was like, and I said to you, Norwood, I was like, I think they probably promised him a chance to start. And then this happened literally the next week. I was like, oh, <laughs> got hit right on up out of there. <laughs> hey, big dog, this is my job now. That's, that's, that's where we are in life right now. So that's a part of the game. That's one of the things that comes with, you know, recruiting and the transfer portal and all. Um, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what it looks like next year. But, you know, he still got he, got he still has time to play football. And I am happy about that. hope he finds a new home. And uh, I'm, I'm sure he will because teams need quarterbacks. We talk about it every week. Yeah, I mean, he threw for 1,500 yards, 11 touchdowns. He's a dual threat. He's 6'2", 200. So, I mean, he's got the build. And and you know that you can you can play multiple. But they are killing Justin Fields. Is you can play multiple uh, positions. It's fine. He's going to be a Falcon next year. <laughs> but um, how, you know what made me – what I thought about? There's a story of Clinton Porter's talking about when he saw uh, – uh, what's the – Sean – What's the safety that passed away for Miami? Sean. Sean Taylor. Sean Taylor. Sean Taylor, what you don't know, actually was a better running back than he was safety. But he wanted to play safety because he liked hitting versus getting hit. And when he was being recruited, Clinton Portis saw the tape and saw Sean Taylor and was like, oh, y'all bring him in to take my spot. That is exactly what happened here with Quincy Casey. Except for when you saw that guy on, if you 6'2", and I'm 6'2", 6'2 and a half. Six two and six eight. Oh, that's a difference. He's it's he's, a difference. He's Burger. He's he's <laughs> very rockless burger ass. When six foot eight walk in the room into the locker room, you know, you know, <laughs> you like whoa. Oh, hey, they know. They, say, <laughs> they know. They know. <laughs> they say, hey, well, what position he coming to play? Coach, tight end. You know, no, uh, DN, like nah, quarterback. quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I'm going. Hey, coach, this not the place for me. This not I know it's not the place for me. Quincy, we hope you land on your feet. Uh, we know that you'll be out there. You play really well. It's a lot of teams that need uh, need quarterbacks, uh, so you'll play well. Another team that needs a quarterback or doesn't need, need one. Uh, Alabama State has been the one of the surprises of the SWAC East. So they were one game, two games behind FAM, one game behind Jackson State in the SWAC, and they were predicted to finish next to last. Uh, they beat Tuskegee in the annual game 41 to three. And if you think that normally this is supposed to happen, it doesn't. Tuskegee normally will win this game and has blown out Alabama State Destroy multiple times. Them. <laughs> so for Alabama State to come back here and win and end their season By on a 41 to three. Eight points. 
<laughs> Somebody said Tuskegee must have just threw the ball and ran off the field afterwards. <laughs> Yo, don't disrespect me like that. Don't disrespect me like that. Uh, we're not doing that. We play, we play a whole game. We play to the best of our abilities, and sometimes hey, teams play hard. That's it. Yeah. But Alabama State, man, is one thing that I've noticed about this team is they have hit the transfer portal hard. Uh, their starting quarterback transfer from Auburn. Um, there's a, I think one of their best DBs came from Division One as well. Uh, and they're doing what we always say that these um, HBCUs need to do, and they need to to tackle to tackle the uh, tackle the discrepancy in talent through the transfer portal. I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so shout out to them, man. This was this was the kickoff of a great Thanksgiving Day weekend for Al- for the state of Alabama, Alabama A and M, Alabama State as well. Wait, 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 wait! It was not a Thanksgiving kickoff for Tuskegee. They in Alabama too. Might want to leave Alabama, but for sure where they are now, they might be looking for an exit. But <laughs> at this very moment, yeah, we there. Yep. And then of course the big game. Uh, normally on Thanksgiving in the SWAC, at least, uh, Southern University defeated Grambling State 27-22 on a goal line stand with one minute left. Uh, uh, the 50th annual Bayou Classic was a sellout. Uh, this did not have any SEC West implications as it normally does. Normally, the winner of this game is put into position to go to the SWAC championship, but it was still a rivalry nonetheless. Uh, Southern University's coach was relieved of his duties um, before the game, which is almost unprecedented. The Southern will fire you after a year or two, but they won't fire you during the season. They don't normally do that. They must have been sick of him. Well, he didn't take accountability for for losing. He blamed it on everybody else. Yeah. Can't do that, brother. <laughs> I guess I guess that is also a portion of it. Hey, we're gonna send a message. Like, there are certain things that we just we're gonna allow, and certain things that we're not. If this is your team, this is your responsibility. At the end of the day, you're the head coach. It falls on you. You're not set. You're not even uplifting what we want in a program at this point. And if that's what if if he's not representing what you're looking for in a program, then y'all need to go separate ways. It's fair. And it and looks allow. bad when the team puts up 27 points and with you and they put in a they change quarterbacks when they've been asking you to change quarterbacks for i want to say the whole for two years at this point these are tough to though it. because these teams be motivated oh well you know we're going out here and we'll you know either you know we'll win it for him or we'll prove that we didn't need him type of things this may give you a false sense of hope now i'm not saying that but i just know how these these games can be emotion driven then you throw us the 50th Bayou Classic, so I'm sure you had people who played in the first Bayou Classic there at halftime mm-hmm. and all of that. <laughs> it was a big, it was a big and, weekend, man. It was a big and, weekend. And you can, you can, it can become, I mean, it is a lot, but it can become a lot more than that. Yeah. So Southern uh, <laughs> used a 21-point second quarter uh, and ended up going 21-7 to at halftime and held on. Defense played really, really well to win this game. Uh, the Bayou Classic, for years, I've been going since I was 11 years old. I used to go every year until I got married, and then, you know, we got to go visit both sides of the family. But um, – Oh, so it, you didn't go. Your dad went, right? My dad – oh, my dad. My dad be like, hey, sorry for you. 
I am there, standing. I saw the outfit, the whole outfit. <laughs> I was like, okay, Bob Davis for the cut up down there. Standing man. invitation. That man got he get his tickets. He'll be getting his tickets next month <laughs> for oh, the yeah. Bayou Classic. So he oh, go yeah, every. Let me year. get mine first before y'all get to get in there and, and get take up my Mm-mm. section now. Yep, same tickets, same seats every year. Yeah. Uh, but but COVID really hit the Bayou Classic hard. Um, that was I think it went to Houston, and it, I, although Houston is a wonderful city, it just wasn't the same. It's like having Prairie yeah. View, Texas Southern, in New Orleans. You just you can't you don't have that. It, you you got to have the in-state rivalry certain in the state. Belong certain places. Yeah, and so the Bayou Classic has been back recently, but they finally had the final attendance numbers was a sellout. Uh, sixty four thousand. Uh, for this, I believe the stadium holds seventy thousand seventy. Um, when you bring in extra seats, so they didn't bring in extra seats, but they still had sixty four thousand. It was a sellout. Uh, crazy weekend. I I think they had an impromptu concert. I think Drake ended up showing up. They had Fantasia at halftime. That the Battle of the Bands was great. Yeah, that made it it, its way around the internet real quick. Fantasia. (laughs) Yeah. So it was it was awesome, man. Battle of the Bands. Southern won that too. Uh, so it was a great, 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 um, um, weekend for the state of Louisiana. Uh, I'm interested. 65,000 is a good number, man. That oh. number one, I'm happy that there's so many people who were able to, who were able to come together. No real incidents. And yeah, 65,000 people for the Bayou Classic is a slap. Yeah, man. And, and, you know, it was it's it's rocking down there, dog. Like I'm, I'll be there next year. I can tell you that I will be there at next year. Um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. So now, let's go to the to the teams that we love. We got some bad news uh, for a couple teams that we love. Oh, before we move on, uh, Southern will not hire the interim coach that won the Bayou Classic. He actually won the Bayou Classic because Grambling's interim coach two years ago. Only coach in history. To win to win the Bayou Classic for both Southern and Grambling, um, that's an accomplishment. Yeah, man. So, uh, but two teams that we follow very, very we follow very, very closely in HBCU sports is Benedict College and North Carolina Central University. Um, of course, you know Benedict has won twenty three regular season games in a row. Uh, and Chennis Berry, who is their head coach, is the hottest name in black college football uh to to move on up from benedict uh but they made it to the playoffs and they lost uh to what was the name of the school Len, uh i can't pronounce it lenore ryan lenore ryan. i was gonna I say lenoir lenore ryan lenore ryan they lost 35 25 and what was the upset um uh as benedict had to buy but you know, when it comes to the playoffs, all you got to do is get Anything hot. Anything can happen. Yeah, and once you get hot, it's tough. It's tough. So, shout out to Benedict. Shout out to Chinnisberry for having a great year. Yeah, I mean, and this offseason is very is going to be very interesting. He is, like you said, he is the hottest name as far as HBCU football is considered. There are so many moving pieces right now and opportunities available to him. The world is really his oyster. Um but you don't really see in HBCUs. How... You said what? You don't really see that a lot in HBCU sports, where a yeah. current coach has is can do any like like you said, the world is his oyster. I was agreeing. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I'm excited to see where he goes. Um, it should be very interesting him and his program sit down and strategically make a plan to possibly, you know, we can't confirm that he's even been in it yet until, you know, you know, things start happening. And I mean, nothing. It's tough when you're not losing games to want to go somewhere <laughs> and try to win games. You're like, well, I got, I got this now. Um, but I mean, it's just kind of the, it's the natural expectation. If you win, they expect you to move up. And, and we've seen in some cases that might not even be the right answer. So yeah, just take your time, make the decision that you think is, is right for you. If you think the job is available and open that you want to move, if not, Hey, keep kicking ass. We, we never going to tell you to stop kicking ass. That's a good point you make. He ain't ever really say I'm leaving Benedict. Like, and he's never said I'm looking for another job. He's just been winning so much and he has so much experience coaching in the swag that it's he seems like the natural choice. But um Benedict, he I mean, now the money, of course, the more you move up, the budget gets bigger. So he may if he, you know, he gets paid more money, have but more you gotta meet with them people. Hey, are y'all gonna play ball with me and this is what my requirement is. Are y'all interested in that? And he's got to, he gets to negotiate from a place of power, which is exciting. I like to see that. It's very interesting that, and we haven't, we don't really see this in black college football. We see it in the SEC. We see it in all of that stuff because there's so many moving parts. But in HBCU sports, it's very rare that you have so many job openings at one time. We, are, we, we normally keep a coach. HBCUs, if they find a good coach, they're going to keep him, and he's going to stay yeah. there. So this is an interesting dynamic that he has to go through. You got South Carolina State that's right down the road in Orangeburg, buddy, Pew. Uh, you have Southern, of course, who is now has always been on the national spotlight. It's a little birdie that's telling us that Grambling, uh, Hugh Jackson, I mean, you can't lose. It's, it's like losing to Florida State or losing to Georgia Tech. You can't lose two, three times in a row y'all, and be. Y'all and, also and, better be real with yourself and be like, hey, can we go? You just keep breaking up with girlfriends and you don't keep getting nothing better. Being real with ourselves and our administration and sports expectations in the SWAC is never this is never in the same boat. They always right. everybody always feel that they should be number one in the SWAC. And, and that won't happen. You have more coaching turnover in the SWAC than you have anywhere else. Uh, so, uh, which, so it's going to be interesting, but like I said, I hope he ends up at Southern, but Grambling's calling, I'm maybe sure calling, Southern's calling, South Carolina state is calling. Uh-oh. Come on now. Hampton. Hampton. I think we're going to rock another year with, uh, what's, I can't think of his name right now, but we, we played just good enough. Um, and if we had the 30 players that we were supposed to have, they're gonna probably say we'll rock with him for one more season. Yeah, and, and we got some news about that. They they really gonna rock with it because they may have a better chance next year. Uh, but moving on to North Carolina Central, man, another team that we followed all year. Uh, they were upset by Morgan, um, one of the teams. They were ten and one. They were ranked as high as number five in the nation uh, in Division One AA. Uh, but they ended up losing to Richmond. Uh, 49 to 27. Uh, they really kind of just couldn't run the ball. Rich, uh, Richmond decided that they were going to allow North Carolina Central to throw the ball. Central threw the ball for 262 yards and four, to, and four touchdowns. But they could not run the ball at all. And Richmond 
had 200. They were balanced, 500 yards total offense, 300 passing, 200 rushing. So um, even though Central started off strong, now they had that 91-yard uh, uh, touchdown throw, and they were playing pretty well. And then Richmond, who has been on a roll, they've won five straight coming into this game, got on a roll, and they ended up defeating Central in Durham. No, in Richmond, which is crazy that they had to play in Richmond, even yeah. though North Carolina Central was ranked. That's tough, high. man. I wanted to see them win this game really bad. I've been rooting for them all season. Um, but once again, at the end of the day, you can't say they didn't have a successful season, just not as successful successful as they would have liked it to be. Um shit. It's gonna be interesting with him too. He's had a couple, he's had to run a couple productive seasons. I mean, he's at, at what point but he's, he's in he's in the MEAC. I mean, where where there's aside from money, there's really nowhere else for him to go. In black college football, to me, once you make it to the well, Miyak yeah. or Swag, unless you're gonna go to Southern, unless you're gonna go somewhere and they pay you an enormous, unless it's money. I mean, we also have to be realistic that while we love HBCU football, there's more money to be made, and it's more opportunities to be had. I do agree. Now he could Chin is buried too. Now they yeah. can move on up I mean, to Division One. I. I mean, FCS. You can move up in FCS. You can move up. Into to FBS if you need to look at James Madison. You could take some of these teams and be an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, uh, and move your you way know, up. Position, like you gotta think if you go over there and you're a position coach, you're gonna you get paid money. roughly about what you're gonna get paid as the head coach. And, and I thought about this a lot today. Of you have a lot less responsibility on on your on you. Hmm. When you go somewhere else for the same amount of money, I coach this position versus I coach this team. Now the difference is you have a lot less control when you go somewhere else, mm-hmm. but you have a lot less responsibility. Now also depends on where your family is, what you're trying to do. Is your thing to be an HBCU football college legend, or am I trying to be like a college head coach, NFL head coach? You know, I like that they have the flexibility to do whatever they, you know, in both cases, they started these programs off. I mean, you can't really ask much more from, from them, you know, whatever they want to do, it, whatever they want to do, they deserve to have the opportunity to pursue it. That's how I feel about it. I agree. I agree. Uh, you, you, I'm going to issue this challenge because we, 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 we shot at him a lot when he did this at Mississippi Valley State. If Dion Dion is having problems with his with his defense, I mean hell, his offense. I mean the skill they can't run the ball. Um, look at some of these black coaches, the ones that are are ready to move up. Don't take the first year coaches trying to rebuild the program like you did in Mississippi Valley. But look at some of these coaches that are ready to move up and maybe give them an opportunity or talk to somebody that can give them an opportunity. You got, I, you know, that's that's something that we can see. I w- I would be. I would like that. I would like that. I w- I I get that. I don't think that. I think had he won a couple more games, he could do a little bit more reaching back, as if needed. But <laughs> I think that at this point, this very moment, his focus is who can I get, and not even necessarily the biggest. I mean, the best coach. 
I think he needs he's going to be looking for names. He's and we'll talk about it here in a little bit, but he's he's had he's run into a little rough string of things in Colorado. So yeah, be all right. Uh, to round off some of this HBCU news, man, this is a long thing right here. We're going to talk about pause, but it's interesting, boy, for Morehouse, sure. Um, it's always ugly when you fire a coach a year after hiring them at any level. We're going to talk about it at the NFL. We're going to talk about it in college. We're talking about it at black colleges. When, you, fi- when you fire a coach one year after hiring them and they didn't do bad. They they had showed improvement. If you don't make you a saw, splash hiring, they beat Clark. And you saw how they was acting when they beat Clark. If you don't make a splash hiring, it's ugly. And at Morehouse, uh, Coach Gerard Ger- 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 Wilcher uh, was hired eight months ago, um, and he is a graduate of Morehouse. So you know he was there for the long haul. He was there to build the program up. And he was let go. He was fired. And he he released a long statement saying basically that statistically we approved in every category. We're the only school that in NCAA football. I'm going to say that again. He's the only school in NCAA football, one, two, or three, that only had two home games. And they were they don't even have a strength and conditioning program. No strength and conditioning program because they said they didn't have the budget at Morehouse. Morehouse don't have the budget. Uh two home games. And he said he was hired after recruiting season and had no recruiting budget. And still, with all the lack of resources that he's had, he still was able to win the big cat trophy over Clark and bring it back home 35-21. And that was a massive win for them. We reported that um here on the podcast. That we know that we know what this really means. Being an alumni uh, itself comes with its own next level of of responsibility because hey, you used to play here. You know what this program, you know, means, you know what this school means, you know what this means, so you take it a little bit more seriously. Also, you know. Typically, the problems and issues that come from your school because you graduated there and why they've changed, you know, for the most part, you're very familiar with what's going on in the program. Um, this is a situation that, I mean, I think this looks worse than, you know, Bethune Cookman and Ed Reed because, number one, he's an alumni association. I mean, he's an alumni there. Second of all, the things he's t- he's saying are, like, unforgivable. How do we only have two home games? How do we not have a weight training program? I mean, and, and when we talk about, you know, HBCUs that get money, when we and I'm talking about like donations, large sum donations. It's who? Howard, Spellman, Morehouse, us. That's, you know, Fisk, Xavier, those type like and FAMU and ANT. But you're always in the conversation of people who get money. So for you to to not have a strength and conditioning program at all That's is damning. That's damning. We 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 only have two home games. That- no recruiting budget. Like the expectations don't seem to match the effort. Like you you are a coach, and if uh, now of again we're getting one side of the story. 
right? We can't but kill if this Ed is Reed true, for this telling. Yeah, we can't kill Ed Reed for telling his story and and giving Bethune Cookman a chance to rebut, and then kill yeah. Morehouse without giving them a chance to rebut. But if this is y'all true, get to it. Well, y'all need with, answers with and this I, money. Need... You can and you don't have a strength and conditioning coach, a strength and conditioning program. I don't know how. I don't know how you convince he. The fact that he convinced them to play football is a feat that, in itself. This, this sound like Saint Aug when you go. Oh, but we just have advanced run throughs. This sound like what? This sound like what happened at Grambling when they protested. They talked about mold in the in the in the weight room and all of that stuff. I, I, y'all met Morehouse. Y'all often make the right move. This looks like it may have been the wrong move, and I don't know who would take that job. That's it. That you know, that's always my answer. Is you fired that dude, and it's probably that's past. There's not anything you can do to it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not applying for this job. You want me to take this job? <laughs> And these kids can't get no stronger. They can't get no faster. I can't go get no new kids. And then we every game we play is an away game? Yeah. How do you have the budget to travel to 10 away games, but not the budget for a strength and conditioning coach? Who, who do you want to take this job? Because I live in Texas, and you live in Georgia. The high school coaches have these luxuries and get paid handsomely. That's a good point. So that's a good point. You're not like you're basically asking like and let's be real, it's Morehouse, man. That school has an immense reputation that covers the world. And it's going to come with a, a high level of responsibility. You you basically asking for a volunteer. The Alumni. This you is the point you made. Coach again next year. I the, <laughs> what? They're going to have interim. They're going to have an interim coach for a minute. But it's intramurals. <laughs> that too. This is what it is. Hell, they ain't got no strength and conditioning. <laughs> but you made a good point about the high schools. High schools have all of this because they have the support of the community. Morehouse, the alumni. Y'all failed the football team, y'all failed the athletic department. There's no way that if there's, unless they just kept it a secret, there's no way if you're invested in anything Morehouse that you don't, as an alumni federation, at least don't bring it up. Hey, we ain't got no, we ain't got no, we ain't got no weights. We ain't got no recruiting budget. At first, I was going to say maybe they didn't know. But, I mean, we all have some level of contact. And I, I don't have a beat of everything that happens on Hampton's football team, but I know that, I would know if <laughs> I I would know certain things. I still have I I can still make a couple calls and be like, hey, what we got going on over there? Even when we had the whole situation with uh the the eligibility issue, mm-hmm. I could get my calls answered. Like I wasn't I didn't get all the answers that maybe that I would have liked, but I at the end of the situation, I had a decent grasp of what was going on from a few different people. So yeah, somebody over there know, hey man, we should be lifting weights. Something, <laughs> something, somebody got to know something. And I do the schedule came out and, and it's an alumni association. So, you know, hey, we trying to, you know, it's, it's like everything. All right, well, what games are we going to? Uh, what games do we need? You know, do we need like a tailgate at, at the school for? 
And if you saying we only got two home games, what, what you mean? We got two tailgates for the year? So what? As a as an alumni, and I I've been to Morehouse Spellhouse Homecoming. I've been to all of that. Remember, Spellman is their cheerleaders. So I mean, so you have enough resources to throw. They throw a hell of a homecoming. They block off the streets. They pay for the. They oh, pay for all of that stuff. We've been it's there. Awesome. We've been there. It's on my Instagram. I'm in there many times, but you don't have enough for the weight training program and all that stuff. And that's why I say I charge the alumni. Any HBCU, I charge Hampton too if if something was like that. If you're going to go home for three, four days and party, you need to at least have some type of meeting during homecoming and say, this is what we need. This is where we are. We don't have this, this, and this. When y'all are here to put out a better product, that should be organized. There's no way that you could just sit and not have a weight training or recruiting budget. You can't do that as a school. That's impossible. And if, if I remember correctly, the Clark game was at Morehouse, right? Mm-hmm. So that means what you had that game and you had homecoming. Those are your two yes. games. Yes. That's your whole. That's budget, right? Yeah, I see why you ain't recruiting. Um, you gotta pay for travel. The the other part about this is you got a guy who has a ton of money. Not that far away from you, Arthur Blaine. This is an opportunity. Good um, point. Good I mean, point. There, there is no way that Morehouse and the Atlanta Falcons can't work out something. They don't need a lot, but if every sponsor of the Falcons gave Morehouse one percent, that would go of. So, uh, I ain't going to say that. Let's say the top sponsor for the Falcons gives a million dollars a year. If you gave Morehouse $10,000, not 100000 you just gave them $10,000, that would go a long way. We talked about Mississippi Valley State. Pay for your trainer that way. (laughs) Their whole athletic budget was a million dollars for Mississippi Valley State, and they got weights. I mean, it was practicing on tennis courts, but they got weights. This is where I get a little frustrated because Georgia State got that Brave Stadium, right? And that's where they play now. Mm -hmm. It's not a way where where Morehouse get a little bit of that, like on y'all off day, or I mean, because it was it was a gift. Now Morehouse is like, go ahead, go ahead. It's a gift that the city paid for. The taxpayers pay for. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> there is a way. Now, if maybe you have to play your games on Friday now, sure. Or maybe you have to play Sundays, but or maybe you don't even play all of your games there. Maybe, but there are too many football stadiums in Atlanta for them not to have a like to not be playing home games. Now, yeah, I don't, I don't your, understand. Your, that. I don't, I don't understand that at all. Your home games may not be. At the AUC. Wait, hold on. You know Morehouse has a stadium. You know that, right? They got their own stadium. They right. a stadium. I thought about that. <laughs> get off right there. Get right there off uh, uh, Lowry. Make a left, and you go right, and it's right. right on the right. Can't miss it. So I don't uh, know. There's there's not enough answers. But got to be more questions. There's got to be more questions. You need to. His facts seem to be pretty clear. You need to you need to get some Windex to clarify. Otherwise, <laughs> it, it looks like you. 
It looks bad, and you can't. It can't be that. And, and it can't if, be that. If it ain't you, then you better speak up, because otherwise we're gonna assume. Yeah, yeah, Phew. yeah. Uh, let's let's end it with something uplifting, man. So, Coppin State, we've been talking about these HBCUs. It's the beginning of basketball season, uh, and these HBCUs are upsetting these teams. We talked about Southern, talked about Jackson State. Uh, now, in in women's basketball, there's more of a gap <laughs> between talent than it is in men's basketball. When Southern upset New Mexico, it was like, yay! But you know, you ain't really worried about New Mexico. Women's basketball. I mean, we saw. I mean, Norfolk State just played South Carolina. We saw what happened. Uh, but what I'm saying is, for Coppin State to upset Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh and get their first Power Five win was huge. We're gonna give them a round of applause for that. Um, congrats to them, man. And to upset Pittsburgh was huge. So congrats, man. Congrats on the Power Five win. Come pit. Come. Congrats on beating a, a good team. Much more success in the future. Um, yeah. You know, anytime that we have these 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 W's, we're going to celebrate them collectively. We're going to bring them to you. And the only thing that we ask is what, Reggie? They like, follow, subscribe, tell other people about the podcast. Because that's what we're here to do. And donate. We always say donate to the school. Donate to Morehouse. I don't know the day it was, uh, the year it was, it was Founded, nor do I do Coppin State, but it, it, we got Google. Go look it up. Yeah, Google it and donate eighteen dollars and something cents to that school. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be eighteen something. Oh, send them fifty dollars, man. Damn, fifty. Hey, something too, because but you know, if you do that and if you just use, I, you spend twenty dollars. I had to look at myself and say, you know, I spend twenty dollars on bull, BS every month. I could just take that and send it to Southern, send ten to Hampton, uh. send ten here. To Virginia State, North Carolina, all the teams, South Carolina State, you can take a hundred dollars and split it up for just ten HBCUs or two hundred dollars, whatever you want to do and can spare. But we've got to give back because these teams are outperforming the HB, the PWI schools too much on the hardwood, and then on the the field we can't have teams with no, with no, with, without the resources to to prosper. You can't do it. So shout out to Coppin State, man. We're happy for y'all. Happy, happy, happy. Final thoughts? Yeah, we just thrilled about it. Uh, HBCU football, I guess, for all intents and purposes, we down to one left. HBCU? Yeah, well, FAMU plays Prairie View in the Celebration Bowl, and we're going to pick that game on Saturday morning live this Saturday, but I already tell y'all right now I'm picking FAMU. I I don't don't Uh, see by a lot. (laughs) <laughs> I don't see fam, you, uh, Prairie View winning this at all. Um, but, again, it was a great season for the MEAC, great season for the season, SWAC. Man. You got uh, the Bayou Classic was awesome. Uh, the Alabama Classic was awesome. You had two teams in the postseason uh, this year, same as you did last year for the MEAC with Central and FAMU. I think it was Central and FAMU last year, and they just flip-flopped. Uh, I think FAMU made it to the playoffs and Central made it too. Uh, uh uh, or two, three years. That was two years ago. Made it to the Celebration Bowl. So shout out to HBCUs. I think this was a successful season. I believe it was. Just I think a, we can build on it. A good season across the board for most teams. There are a few teams like South Carolina State Story Program will be looking for a new head coach as Buddy Pugh moves on. Um, Southern will be looking for a new head coach. 
TSU will be looking for a new head coach. Prairie View will be looking to, you know, take it to the next level. Um, Benedict is going to be an interesting storyline that we will follow over the next, you know, few months. And even Hampton. Hampton had a solid season um, in the CAA. We, we weren't the worst team in the CAA. We looked like a team that belonged there. Um, for us, that gives another, you know, another year of visibility. Hopefully we can recruit a little bit better, get, you know, get deeper into the transfer portal and build on that program too. So overall, man, it's, it's sad that it's coming to an end, but it's been a fantastic HBCU football season, my friend. And this is our second season. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm telling y'all, we're going to make it out to the games. I'm, 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 listen, we going, uh, we just got to, we going to plan it out. We're going to make it to something. Hampton homecoming, Bayou classic. Something we're gonna make it to a game on site, man. We can't help, man. We we can't wait. We can't wait. But ladies and gentlemen, we come to the end of the HBCU news around the culture. Uh, we just closed out HBCU football season. Uh, postseason is over. We got one more game left, Celebration Bowl, uh, and then we'll close out HBCU football season. It's basketball season now. A lot of upsets. Uh, with that being said, man, y'all stay tuned. We got our football segment. It is down to the crunch time. We got NCAA football to talk about. We got. Uh, we have college football, uh, pro football to talk about great games over Thanksgiving weekend, great games, rivalry weekend, big rivalry, college football playoffs implications. Uh, we're going to discuss who we think is going to make it, uh, and, and kind of preview championship weekend coming up. It's set. Y'all stay tuned. Get y'all beverage. It's Monday. I know y'all been, you know, might have to drink some Pedialyte, throw a little vodka in there, you know. Uh, no, uh, have I'm, fun. I'm water only. <laughs> I had a, I done ran a gamut of drinks <laughs> over the last couple of days. Hydration only. Man, I, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm out to buy Christmas. Christmas, to be honest, man. We gotta get close to a Christmas party before I. Uh, oh, I, I, that. I, I am not. The SEC championship is next week. We'll discuss it. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Episode 130 of the Splashcast Monday Night Raw. Like, follow, subscribe. Appreciate y'all. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with our football segment of episode 130 of the Splashcast, Monday Night Raw. Going to get into some college football and pro football news, man. It was a big weekend, rivalry weekend. Uh, some would say bloody, bloody. It's been bloody Saturday for the past couple weeks. Uh, so we got a bunch to talk about, man. Did you watch a lot of ain't football this blood, weekend? Ain't the blood that I want to see. I want to see blood <laughs> on the leaves. <laughs> know what I want. I ain't playing with y'all. College football playoff outlook, man. So... We're going to talk about this kind of as a whole. We got the SEC, Big Ten, Pac-12, ACC. You got teams on the outside looking in, and you got championship weekend. So this week you had rivalry week. Number one, Georgia played uh, Georgia Tech. Georgia rested most of their offense, and it almost came back to bite them. Uh, they won 31-23, and, and Tech was out there. I was like, hey, now. Uh, y'all better play, but Georgia didn't play. Basically, I think they didn't play 13 starters, which is disrespectful to Tech. And I like the way that Tech showed up. Um, that that Matt, Ram the wreck wanted to wanted to win. That's that's what I call one of those like spider bites or fire ant bites. You don't realize that it hurt until maybe a little bit later. This game may galvanize the Georgia Tech fan base and alumni and teams to get some more recruits. Cause it was the game 
was lit. It was it was sellout. Georgia was there. It was Georgia Tech fan. They was yelling. It was on TV, primetime ESPN, and they put on a good product. They still can't throw the ball. I mean, Paul Johnson, the remnants of Paul Johnson for Georgia Tech is awful. They still can't that, throw. <laughs> that's, everywhere he goes, it's like it's over after that. Like, oh, no. Nah, he told us don't throw the ball. We'll never throw it again type of thing. So you know, like, you, hey, <laughs> we something different now. Damn. It's the truth, though. It's the truth. So you had Georgia win. You had number two, Michigan, beat Ohio State in uh, in a good game. Um, kind of. Neither team really looked that impressive. Michigan's defense played well. Um, Ohio State just needs a quarterback. They need a quarter. That's all they're – well, they're going to need a – well – they got receivers, but you you know Marvin Harrison Jr. is leaving, but they gonna have they gonna have re- quarterbacks. Oh, I mean receivers and I all know day. Already seen a whole, uh, I seen one of Ohio State uh, fans begging for for uh, Quinn. I mean not Quinn, but for Arch. Hey, there wasn't man, no fan. That was Maurice Claret. That was Maurice Claret. Went on That's ESPN and said, "Yo, hey, Arch." We got receivers. We got money. We in the we going to the Pac-12. You get to go to Cali yeah. and play. Come on. I mean, they, the Pac-12's coming here. And Arch, I mean, they got money too. Now, they ain't got Texas money, but they got money now. I mean, him. I mean, once again, you'd be happy to get Malik M- Murphy after what you saw from McCord. <laughs> yeah. McCord is bad. <laughs> yeah, man, he's bad and quietly is kept now. Keep him, keep him, keep him, keep him. The seat is hot. It was warm before. Oh, my God. Boy, this is an awful game. This, I mean, Josh Dobbs has turned into a pumpkin right before our eyes. The Cinderella slipper is off the foot. She said, hey, take this interception, (laughs) sir. Jersey looks fire, though. I tell you that much. Look good. And the chain look good. Shit. Ice. (laughs) But back to Ohio State, man. Ohio State, Ryan Day. Twinkling glitter. Ooh. (laughs) <laughs> Ryan Day is one and three versus Michigan and one and three in the playoffs. He was one and three. He made it to the national champion. Uh, he made it to the hey, national championship can you, game. Can you clear? Can you clarify that for me? Because that I don't know. Maybe my eyesight messed up. But that look good to me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you petty. You petty. So, and it's bad for. And what what's bad about Ohio State in in this game is that they didn't even have their head coach on the field. Right. They didn't. And normally. Your head coach is the one that makes the difficult decisions during the that game. This was a close game. Got a job too, boy. Yeah, I already dude, saw got got, Somebody said Ohio State need to hire him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's tough. But you know, I think Ohio State, as being a Georgia fan, know what this is. You are ranked number five or higher every year. You have the number five or higher recruiting class. Every year. And then when it comes to the big game, you cannot win the big game. I don't you know, know makes it worse? if Ohio State is going to be patient like Georgia was with Mark Rick. I don't know if that's going to happen. That's, that's, that's the difference between Rick and this situation is you're coming right off of Urban Meyer, who is a champ. And then the Bears and- fumbled one play later. This game is awful. Go ahead. I'm sorry. This is the battle of stupidity. Bad versus worse, ladies and gentlemen. Glad you locked in with us. I always remember like, follow, subscribe. But 
Mark Rick didn't really have the pressure. Like he had the team, but the team had not really seen the success. It's not a shot for it's true. a couple it's decades. True. Versus Ryan Day, Urban Meyer be right cooking. there. He had woo! <laughs> he be right there. <laughs> he had Ohio State you know? cooking, boy. They won two championships. They was in the playoffs. He and mm, he's mm. and he's still visible. You see him all the time, so it don't even make it any better. You're like your predecessor standing right there looking like it looks like you're the problem. Yeah. So yeah, it's, and you can't it's you can't have the best this I it's been a long time since the best receiver is this far ahead of the next best receiver. Now there's Malik neighbors in 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 LSU and him and, and Jaden Daniels playing like they playing like hell but Marvin Harrison Jr. was the offense for Ohio State you saw they basically Michigan said we're gonna double team you and yeah. Marvin Harrison Jr. after the final interception sat on the field Look, for 25 was, seconds looking defeated because he never as a star, well, he played as a freshman. He ain't start, but as a starter, he never beat Michigan, and he never won a championship. And you know, people just or Big Ten, like, and he's he never played it. for a Big Ten championship. If he can't do it, what the hell make me think I can do it? Another fumble. <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> this game is awful. This game is awful, 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 awful. This look like Yo. Australian rules football where you got to get the ball up once you get tackled. <laughs> Um, it is nine to three with nine. But yeah, I mean, I feel so bad for him, man. I really, 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 really like Marvin Harrison Jr. He's been a stand-up guy. He he's he's not in the mode of most wide receiver. I don't think I've really ever heard him speak very much. If I have, uh, he just goes out there and does the job. I told y'all, I think that he should be a Heisman candidate. I think the the fact that he's been able to control games from that position, which is it's 10 times harder because you just you have to wait for another person to get you the ball. Sneaky, that, I don't that, know who 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 is I'm sorry, you can't really see, I don't know why you can't see the chat, but uh basically they're saying Sneaky says who would the Buckeyes get to replace Day though? Uh at that roster, I think they could get a lot of people. Um they'd yeah. probably get the next up and coming coordinator. Whoever the next up and coming coordinator is. Uh, if Ryan Day I mean, keeps you, his job, you look get at Jeff Levy. that job. You get people. You get people who you don't typically get. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Since we just got done talking about him, you think that Ohio State offers Dion the job? He says no. You think Ohio State offers Dion the job? I think they say no. I'm, no, no. I'm just saying hypothetically, if he calls. Dion answers, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you got to. You got <laughs> um, to. Yeah, I mean, you got to. You got. I don't think any coach in that position. I think if they call any of them schools we named that has some type of improvement, uh, Dion, Arizona, hell, Chip Kelly would be a monster at Ohio State. I'm t- <laughs> now that's the other part. It's guys that's gonna be available. That's the reason. And that run your this offense. Is... That they run the spread. I ain't think about that till just now. Chip Kelly at Ohio State would be ugly. Ooh, that'd be ugly. He'd be, he'd be kicking ass out there. Cause, cause he, cause the, 
because the offense is going offense. And, uh, he's going between them. Let's go ahead and say it. Between them and LSU, they wide receiver you. And if you give Chip Kelly wide receiver you or wide receiver you too, then you too have a problem. <laughs> you um, will. You, and then he gonna go. Yes. All you got to do is find a defensive person, just a young upcoming defensive guy. That's what Cincinnati did, and when they went to the with that with a coach uh, at Notre Dame. Same thing. And you're going to have – and Chip Kelly and a ton of offensive weapons, he's going to be able to score 35 points a game now. That's one thing he's going to be able to do. Yeah. Now, and I'm, hey, I'm going hey, low at 35. It'll be a jolt to so, the Big Ten, too, because they – that's that need dust to bowl find that football. much defense either. Like, it's not like you got to go find, like, as good as Michigan's defense is. You just need to find somebody, hey, can, can y'all get three stops? A game. Just three, one, give me four, one a quarter. Give me one a quarter. You're right, that's fair. (laughs) One stop a quarter, low bar, low bar now. You can't do that. You don't need to be coaching the first place. You, as a defensive coach, don't think you can coach a team to stop somebody once a quarter? We'll do everything else. Yep. So the SEC set, you got uh, Georgia made it, and we'll get to Alabama. You got Ohio State lost the Big Ten. I think Ohio State, for the most part, is out. I don't see a way that they could get in unless everybody loses. Um, then you have the Pac-12. Washington, now, I wanted to say this was a game where I, I could see Washington losing. And you know I wanted the chaos. I wanted it, I wanted it, I wanted it, but we didn't get it. Got close. Hey, uh, <laughs> did we. But uh, Michael Penix Jr., again, Game-winning drive with the get to lead the drive with a minute left to get the game-winning field goal. Washington State had a game, had a chance to win this a lot, and they ended up. And losing. I want to give a lot of kudos to the Washington State quarterback too. Man, he played his ass off. He played well. He he had two costly turnovers, but he he never folded, boy. He never ever folded. So uh, Washington played while we, well. While we watch origami. Lee, <laughs> it's <laughs> awful game. Um. The kicker, Grady Gross, uh, if you don't know. So, Grady Gross hit the game-winning field goal. I think we have the audio. Let's see. He hit the game-winning field goal, and then this is what happened later. Yeah, I'm thankful for Grady Gross. And you know what I hope Grady Gross is thankful for? The scholarship he's earned. So that's pretty dope, man. The kicker from Washington after kicking the game-winning game, uh, game winning kick against Washington, he ended up getting awarded a scholarship, and the team couldn't be more ecstatic. This is a Cinderella season. Um, this would be awesome. And no, Sneaky Shador will not come with Deion Ohio State. He'd have to be a seventh-year quarter. Well, I mean, we got him. <laughs> it might happen, but not nah, Dion trying to get Shador to the league. No, Shador could go. To, I mean, he, I'm I'm sure they'd rather have Shador than the old boy they got right now. McCord is awful. He is awful. Um, the other part, I don't actually like this at all. I'm gonna tell why? you why I don't like this. Do not ask me be the kicker. Now, the kicker is the kicker job, but that job is a real ass job. <laughs> High pressure job. Clearly helped you guys get to this point. I don't think that if I'm a kicker, I should not be on scholarship. Ain't no reason for me to be paying the school and then have this. Kicker's a high-pressure job. Ain't no way around it. 
Yeah, but again, you're right. Let me agree. Let me let me tell you, I agree with you. But with the transfer portal and the way that recruiting is nowadays, like Georgia's recruiting class is 37 people. The recruiting, the, the limit used to be 23, 24. But because of the transfer portal, kids leaving and going out, they dedicate more scholarships to other positions. And they what they do is they hold them until the end of the season in case somebody transfers, they try to bring somebody in or whatever, and they have one left over for the kicker. It shouldn't be that way. It should be y'all, hey, 20, y'all need to give me an NIL deal. 22, y'all need to what's 22 plus right, 3? Dog. What's 22 plus 4? 26. 20, Punter, yeah. kicker, long snapper, holder, which is normally your backup quarterback. Them four should be on scholarship because of, like you said, it's a pressure pack pressure pack you are basically out there playing golf on the football field because if you lose it's on you <laughs> and you I, I tell people this all the time never forget my brother's playing in florida that kicker missed the kick never saw him again they don't play with <laughs> kickers kickers don't get my bad no, you don't, don't get that you know kickers for one or two things either never missing or missing there ain't no <laughs> oh you was all right kicker dog <laughs> nobody care about that Nope. Nah. Uh-uh. Oh wait, and hold my scholarship. Go ahead, run me my bread. I might not even be at this school by this time. I missed <laughs> the wrong kick. It's over. <laughs> you correct. You correct. You correct. But shout out. To, I will say shout out to him though. He did earn it. Uh, I am excited that he got a scholarship just because we know how expensive college is nowadays. Um, so of course you had the Pac-12, and then of course the ACC, Florida. And the Knowles hold off the Florida Gators in the rivalry game to win 24 to 15. Um, I, for the first time, agree with you that Billy may need to go. Not may need to go, that he probably should be fired this year. I said that he needs to win one of these last four games. I think it was uh, Arkansas. It was Arkansas, Missouri, Florida State, and some other school. Um, I was like, all you got to do is win one game, and that seat will cool off a little bit. And he lost every single one of them. Oh, LSU. LSU. And they barely lost to LSU. But to lose against Florida State, I know they're the number four team in the nation, number five now, without Jordan Travis and only put up 15 points. Billy, 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 Billy. You better, you better hit the Billy. Better hit that transfer portal hard. He better he hit needs that transfer. To transfer. Portal. <laughs> he needs to get in the portal and transfer himself on Dale somewhere. <laughs> the fuck on away from my team now. He needs to go transfer yourself. Get in the jump in the portal and then jump <laughs> out somewhere else. I don't care where the hell you jump out. Just don't let it be Gainesville. Oh. <laughs> No, uh-uh-uh. Let's talk about... Now, I didn't talk bad about Dion. Y'all said I'd talk bad about Dion. I don't think I did. But I'm finna talk bad about Billy for sure. This my <laughs> Go ahead. Coach. While I Let pull up the rest you, of these, go ahead. Hey, clear out. You won clear. nothing. <laughs> to me, you have zero wins of value. You lost to Utah against a backup quarterback. You beat Tennessee. That's not an accomplishment because I told you that was a scam from day one. Was I right about that? You beat Charlotte, and you only beat them 22-7. 
lost to Kentucky. You beat Vanderbilt. Congratulations. Nothing. You barely beat South. You beat South Carolina by two points. Yeah. Stomped by Georgia. And you had to come back to win that game. Yes. Stomped by Georgia. Stomped by Missouri. No, 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 no. You lost to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. That. <laughs> you lost to LSU. You lost to Missouri. And you lost to Florida State. And I'm going to say, out of these games that you lost, if you look at our roster, you look at Utah's roster, they're about the same. You look at Kentucky's roster, you look at their at our roster, they're about the same. Georgia, that's a better team. Different conversation. You look at Arkansas and you look at us, they're about the same. If you watch the LSU game for the majority of the game, you can't tell me those two teams aren't on the same playing field. Missouri, about the same. Florida State, about the same. There's no game that I look at and I can say, you know what, that other team, those players were a lot better than us. Minus Georgia. Missouri. You looked at the LSU game. LSU game, we went to the the depths with them. It just got out of hand at the end. Missouri went to the the end. Florida State. Yeah, I mean, they're better coached. Florida State, it looks bad because it looks like a nine-point win, but this is – it came down to the end with that. At the end of the day, it's Billy. Billy, don't look left. Don't look right. Look straight at yourself. It's you, and you need to go. And, A.D., I hate to say, you a fired ass, too. This is your second coach. It's your first time to go. Adios, gather your things. You will not pass this way again. Adios, mi amigos, buenos noches, uh, hasta luego. However you want me to tell you, leave. In Florida, don't play with this because there are a lot of actually decent coaches that are available. <laughs> it is. Don't play with this. Yeah, Do not take belabor it too long, this though. point. Billy can't get it done, and it's Billy because these players are not terrible. Even when we put the little backup, our backup quarterback was better than Florida State's backup quarterback. I don't care what you say. He was playing well. But Florida State's defense also, I didn't know that they were this Decent. This they were pretty good. Florida's defense play good too. Like, there's nothing that I can say like, oh well, Florida, Florida State didn't look better than us. LSU didn't really look better than us. Missouri sure as hell didn't look better than us. So what's so, your record right now? Yeah, I mean, no, seriously, I'm not. I'm not being funny. I'm asking. Yeah, I know. I, I was just about to say I don't give one, but five and seven. Three and five in the SEC, losing streak of five. That's the other really bad part. Five of seven. So if y'all go, <laughs> if y'all go eight and four next year with Billy, <laughs> that that's worst case scenario for me. You know that. That's just so, incremental so, growth. So three, so so a three win improvement over five and seven does nothing for you. That's worse. That's that's the that's worse than having another. I would rather have another five and seven seeds at, at least at that and point. And getting fired. 
eight and four, just Florida. I will say, I, I, I thought I, I thought I was spot on on all my predictions this year. I said the Falcons go go undefeated in the division. I said Florida's gonna win one of these last four games to let Billy and get to a bowl game, and y'all gonna win let the bowl game. You, let me tell you, I, let, me, let me tell you one thing now. <laughs> one thing Florida gonna do is find a way to let you down. And even when you had the most common sense, and it just made the most sense, right? You win one of these games, uh, and like then the bad part one. is. You won. Damn, that whole chat blowing up. I about um, to, I, re, I, re, I refreshed it. <laughs> and, and the other part is, you could have won any of these games. You found a way to lose them all. Every you single really one. gotta in a different way really every single time. Trying. No man. <laughs> but let's move on, man. So because you got a lot of emotional yes. damage. Let's talk about I'm emotional damage. Chat. Wait, hold on. Let me recap. Um. Fuck this season. <laughs> I just wanted that dad to be known. My season over with. I don't have nothing college football. Everything now, I'm an innocent bystander. I'm just here to watch. And oh, yeah, enjoy. your season over with. But I, I'm pissed off with my season. Well, I said cook up a I'm scandal. I'm pissed off with my coach. <laughs> I do want to give a special shout out to this team. I do think that this team has a bunch of really good players that have just had their time wasted by nearly by Nilly Dapier. That's what I need to start calling Billy Manilly. Sham. But I think ATN. That I hope they don't leave. And, and, no, they they all should leave, man. I don't want nobody to be stuck there in, in purgatory. ATN, your brother already said it. I think you had a fantastic season, man. You're going to make somebody very happy as a, uh, as a NFL team. I think that you're already suited to be a very good running back in the NFL. Um, so, Etienne, congratulations. Slick Trey Ricky. Napier for Arthur Smith. Uh, yeah. Sneaky. No, bad to... Yeah, evil. Damn, Sneaky, I like the manager. Uh, <laughs> I'm here with the chopper. Oh, Lordy. All right, all right, all right. Uh, all right. Slick Ricky, I, I, I hope... I wish you the best. And, and, and to the rest of the players who had to have their time wasted by Billy Napier, as a Florida fan, I'm immensely sorry. And fire the... Athletic director and fire Billy Napier. Wipe this thing clean and go after Chip Kelly or uh, my boy Lane. who was coaching at U.S. Um, somebody, somebody, anybody. Lord. Yeah, because them coaches get snatched up. Let's move on, man. Tonight. Let's talk about let's talk about championship weekend. So Georgia, we talked about the teams that made it. The championship weekend, uh, the top four made it. Georgia, uh, well, sorry, three of the top four: Michigan, uh, Washington, and Florida State made it uh then we get to who they're playing so georgia basically was going to play alabama it was already decided and alabama was trying to stay relevant in the college football playoff conversation um they are behind the eight ball because they have lost to texas who was still a one loss team and in the big 12 championship game but alabama will play georgia because of a 27 to 24 last second, I don't even call it a Hail Mary, just last second completion in the end zone to win the game on fourth and 31. Look at this, y'all. Fourth and 31. Let me tell you something. If you lose fourth and 31, I'm, I'm amazing. I am upset. Ain't no amazing catch. That's piss poor everything. Fourth and 31, I mean, and you rush 
first off, you rush three people on fourth and 31. Two people. You rush two people. Cool. You want to have everybody back. If you rush two people on fourth and 31, there is nobody that should be single covered. Not one person should be single covered in the end zone on fourth and 30, fourth and goal from the 31. I ain't going to say fourth and 31. Fourth and goal from the 31 to end the game. There's no way that there should be single coverage. Great throw by Milrow. Great throw. Great throw to the threw it to the back pylon. Gave his man a chance to get it. Some people at Auburn hurt fans saying that it was a push off. Listen, ain't nobody gonna call nothing. They weren't gonna call no holding. They weren't gonna call no pit pi on either way. That's nobody the last game. Right and you so, can't have that happen. This this is tricky because what this really is is really good coaching, really good strategy, and a really good play. This isn't really a Hail Mary because they're on, what, the 40? Maybe the 35? 31. They're the 31. 31. So what you have is, is you have receivers on both ends. They run the flies. Then you have a bunch of guys who run to the center. The reason I like this play is, is what Milro is doing right now is just looking. He's counting on both sides, and I get to chuck it to whatever side has the least amount of people. Like, this is more of a math equation than, like, football strategy. That's the reason it's so tough, because you're going to be able to look and basically, like, from the center line, look and see which side has the fewer people. And then you just throw it up, and then you have a one-on-one, which which makes it a little bit more difficult. Like, typically, you're right. Like, all right, there's more space. Then just don't let the guy get behind you. But in this, it's like, he's going to throw it up. You got to high point it and hope that he doesn't. And, I mean, you know what Bama receivers do. If you're going to rush two people, that means you have nine people drop back at the end zone. There's no possible – I understand the play call and you have all of that stuff. You're going to have to run the annexation of Puerto Rico Fleet Flicker all the way down the field with Jalen Milro before I allow single coverage in the back of the end zone on this play. To ruin Bama's season, remember, Auburn's season is pretty much kaput. It's shot. Right, yeah. I think they may have made a bowl. I think they may have gone six and six. There's I wish nothing I could here. See how many more? To I want to know how many. I can't see everybody that's downfield, but if there's five guys and it's eight people. I mean, you're right. The numbers are a little off. Somebody was in the wrong spot, but you can't allow that. I like this. I think that people are gonna steal this because that I watched. I, I watched Nick talk about it. Anytime you have something smart, I need I need to know where you got it from. Nick says we practice this play every Friday. They had two. They had they had three receivers. They had two receivers on the left side plus Bond, but I think they were all on the right side of the field, and they basically set it up to have single coverage, which it's a beautiful play. That's still only four receivers. You got nine defenders. The math tells me that every corner of that end zone should be covered. That's what that tells me. I mean, you are right, but if you put, but that's the thing. That's that's the reason I I I'm gonna eventually like just really break this play down. But if you got them on one side, bring them to the other side. You you can't leave the guys moving. It's tough. It's tough. You know it's, it's tough. Though, White man. tears. So you know what happened when they lost. This was forty <laughs> seconds away. Forty seconds away. Forty seconds. These people weren't looking, and I look at, look at, look at. Oh my God, she's hurt. 
and then the tears come. And you know why? Because Auburn made a living off of this in 2012. They made a living off of this when they beat Georgia on a Hail Mary. Then they did the kick yep. six, and they referenced that, and they made it all the way to the national championship game and ended up getting beat. They did all of those things. They lost to Florida State and Jameis Winston. So they did all of those things and ended up losing. And they talked so much trash down there in the Butte God's country in the plains. Yes, these tears, these tears, I want them all. Put them in a bucket and mail them to me. I'm going to water my plants with them. Send me the tears. I loved it. They showed the people crying. They showed the people crying and everything. Look at at the face. Oh, my God. They showed the football team. The football team was looking the opposite direction because they knew. You didn't look at the play because you scared something bad going to happen, and you knew it, and it happened. Terrible, man. And now Alabama is still relevant in the college. If they win the SEC championship game, they go to the playoff. And at the end of the day, man, I want to give respect to Jalen Milrow. He has – he – we'll play this first. You want me to play it? Yeah. He deserved it, man. Jalen Miro was hyped. He was mic'd up. I, I don't know how they got – if he was mic'd up for the game, I don't know. Maybe he was mic'd up quick. But he was mic'd up for this, and he was ecstatic. So let's listen to what Jalen Miro. Now, I know you hype, but no, nah, you don't get the Heisman this year. But he he yeah. played a hell of a game, man. He played a hell of a game. And and once again, man, I came here and asked for that man to be fired early in the season. I think it was the second or third game. He just wasn't getting it done. Um, and he why, was you, why, why, you, why you say he wasn't? He was fired. <laughs> yeah. He was fired. The, the two guys took a chance. They couldn't get it done. He came back. He has played, you know, the team. Number one, also, the team knows, man. And I'm gonna give Nick Saban a lot of credit. Now, I think this is probably the most difficult coaching job that he's done. The team knew who their quarterback was. They were, you know, pretty clearly like not happy about the QB change. They basically, you know, which is another thing. They basically for- forced Nick Saban to go back to him. And he's played valiantly. He's gotten it done with what I would consider not the typical championship Alabama team. And he to win like that, that's a hell of a win, man. Congratulations, salute for me. I don't if I can ask you to be fired, I can definitely say, Hey, you did a hell of a job. I ain't gonna say he's good winning with the not typical Alabama team because I think he's won with every possible Alabama team you can win with. He won with a team that didn't complete but 10 passes in the BCS championship game against uh uh LSU when they won 21 nothing. I think if you look at this team, I don't think that this team has it's just not as good as those other teams. At least to me. Uh, I'm sure there may be some drop-off if you go position by position. But I, I, I think it starts with the fact that they didn't have a clear-cut quarterback. or tradi- It seemed like they didn't have a traditional quarterback that they thought they wanted. But Jalen Miro, one thing he has done, because he was awful. He was awful. And he still has a lot of work to do. He still makes bad passes and bad decisions at times and overthrows and all of that stuff. I mean, he almost lost this game by throwing past the uh 
the uh, right. line of scrimmage twice. But when Jalen Miro seems to decide that make a decision, this is what I'm gonna do. He pretty much converts. Um, he's, so he's he's a little T boy to me. As uh, uh, Kirby Smart says, now this may be playing game. He said he's a different beast than Tebow because he's faster um, than Tebow. And he I throws, he's probably, I don't know about more accurate. I think they're probably in the same ballpark passing. I think he's more like a smaller Anthony Richardson, personally. That's what he reminds me that of. That too. That That's too. who he reminds me of a lot. Now, the thing that Tebow had, his will, like, and I think that Milro has some of that, but Tebow's willpower is elite level willpower. Like, he God just. Sent. Yeah, it was God sent. Um, so you got Georgia versus Alabama. Hold on, one more thing. Speaking of Tebow, he did a little halftime thing, and I was ready to play football this weekend. He got in there, and you know, and you know, I talked to him before the game because you know they had the backup QB, and I I told him, hey, this is his time. Tebow will have you low key ready to run through a wall or two now. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, you got the SEC championship game, which is going to be Georgia, Alabama again. It seems like it's either Georgia and somebody or Alabama and somebody. Or Georgia ass. versus Alabama. <laughs> he said, can he, ta- <laughs> can he tackle like Richardson? I don't know, he man. Me sick, yeah. He threw some. I, he had a couple. He threw some interceptions now. Um, then you have, of course, you have the rematch, which is Oregon versus Washington. Now, that's a big game. And that's the, these are all because of the playoff. This is basically the first round of the playoffs for a lot of these teams. So you have Oregon and Washington, which Oregon, since those, since that game, Oregon seems to have passed Washington. In my opinion, I like, I like Washington. I think they're clutch. I like Michael Penix jr. But Oregon has been dominating now. They ain't got the hardest schedule in the world, but they've been dominating teams. They've been doing what they're supposed to do. Um, and that's going to be a good game. We talked about Texas and Oklahoma State. Texas won. Um, they end up, they'll play Oklahoma State. There'll be heavy favorites in that game because Quinn Ewers is back. Michigan beat Ohio State, so now they play Iowa. Heavy favorites in that game because Iowa can't score. Um, but they play defense now. They play and they get Harbaugh back. Uh, and then you have the ACC. So we talked about Florida State. And Florida State won against Florida, and they've already clinched the ACC. But it was who they were going to play against. Louisville had a prime opportunity to throw a monkey wrench into everything. Because if Louisville had beat Kentucky, they would go in as a one-loss team and a top-10 team against Florida State. And they, they crapped the bed against Kentucky. And they lost at home. In a rivalry game, 38-31, and Mark Stoops ends up keeping his job at Kentucky and not going to Texas A&M because he was offered the job, which I don't, you know. So Louisville I will think, go. I don't think he was smart staying in Kentucky. Yeah, he's he's a big fish in a small pond there. Um, you go from Louisville to Florida State, and now basically Louisville is just trying to play spoiler. At this point, because I believe they still have, they have two losses now. So this was a monumental loss. But Louisville wins. You think Louisville, Louisville is going to beat Florida State? So they're going to get the ACC out of there. Dang, so that's going to – I guess we're not waiting until Saturday morning live. <laughs> well, the reason I say that is Florida State is – like their backup quarterback is weak. Awful. He, their he, defense is for real though now. But he looks bad. 
When I tell you, I watch, I watch that Florida. I mean, the Florida Florida State game. Our quarterback looks so much better than he, than theirs. They better find somebody else. And you, yeah. and you, you gotta assume that's the best second row. I mean, hey, you guys get to figuring, bro. But I, yeah, if I'm looking at both of those, I think that Louisville, 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 Louisville. I think this this could be a lot of chaos. Because you got Georgia and Alabama. If Georgia wins, there's no chaos because Alabama is out. If Alabama wins, now you have a one-loss Georgia team. You saying Louisville is going to beat Florida State. That's a one-loss Florida State team. If Oregon beats Washington, that's a one-loss Oregon team, one-loss Washington team who lost to just Oregon. Texas beats Oklahoma State. You have a one-loss Texas team that lost that beat Alabama and then lost to only Oklahoma on the last second play. And then you have Michigan and Iowa, which we're not going to talk about that because Michigan going to stomp Iowa. Um, I ain't going to say stomp. They'll beat them by 15. Nope. Watch. This is this is the game that Michigan tricks off. Watch them do it. Watch. If, if Michigan tricks this game off with Harbaugh coming back, Harbaugh will have to leave. But I think at this point, because Michigan won, that that would be a lot of chaos. If Georgia wins, that eliminates Alabama. If Louisville wins, you can assume that's going to eliminate Florida State. Oregon or Washington is going to eliminate themselves. You would assume that Michigan, win or lose, will probably end up making it because they beat the number three team in the nation. Mm. Do you really believe in Michigan? No. I No. No, no. I had this debate. Shout out to Brian. You my guy. Thanks for Friendsgiving. Shout out to Mike. Saw you first time seeing you in a bunch of years. Jay tried to shoot at Georgia. Talking about, hey, uh, y'all barely beat Ohio State after we beat the team by 20. And I said, well, you know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, DJ Moore. I can't wait for Justin Fields to be a Falcon boy. Uh, But, you know, all these Michigan fans are talking trash about Georgia. Y'all barely beat Ohio State, and we beat them by 20 last year. And my rebuttal was, y'all got throttled by TCU, and we beat them 65 to 7. We beat them 60. They were lost by 7. Man, they were up by 30 on (laughs) y'all. Like, don't forget that. So I had to make sure I addressed some of y'all. Y'all want to talk all that Mm. stuff about we barely beat Ohio State. We beat y'all. We beat TCU that beat y'all 65 to 7. 65. (laughs) So this could be a chaotic weekend. This is always a chaotic weekend. He has 11 catches for 114 yards. Um, Boy. Boy. uh, What's the coach that's suing the uh, NFL? Um, That's the defensive coordinator. Flores. Brian Flores. He is cussing. He is cussing, cussing, cussing on the sideline after giving up that play. Um, so uh, with that being said, man, I'm excited. I hope that Georgia, Georgia has a monkey on his back with Alabama. They have not really beaten Alabama in the SEC. Cha- I don't think they have beaten Alabama in the SEC championship game. We've only beaten them in the national championship after they beat us in the championship game, in the SEC championship game, and we beat LSU last year. Um, I think we beat LSU for our last SEC championship. So we we this is Alabama fans are talking big noise, talking about what you call. And yes, I agree, Sneaky. This year, Michigan does have the second best um, roster in the nation. I agree. Um, 
but you know, I've I've been with Georgia when they've had the second best roster in the nation, and we still end up tricking off the a big game. So, um, this 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 weekend is gonna be fun. Long college football segment, I know, guys, but hey, this is rivalry weekend. This is what it is. Let's talk about these th- Thanksgiving weekend games. Thanksgiving Day is is football day. You had the Packers and the Lions. You had the Commanders and the Cowboys, and you had the 49ers and the Seahawks. Um, you had the Packers beat the Lions in a surprise. Uh, they won 29-22. It's not too long that the ago that the Lions were, you know, picked to win the division. They were a dark horse to make the Super Bowl, all of this stuff, and they have been struggling. Um, I think this was more of a anomaly. I don't think the Packers are there yet, but Jordan Love has flashed. He's flashed, and they won this game. I I don't want to say it's an anomaly. I think this is both teams. I think that this is one side of both teams. I think the Packers on the right day, like, I like Jordan Love because he's good enough. You picked him to finish last in the division. Yes. But what I'm saying is, like, he is a quarterback. I don't Like, the team around him, I think, I still think he needs receivers. I think right now he's doing a lot with some basic guys right now. I don't think Christian Watson is that good. I think that this year, you know, in a heavy wide receiver draft, they should try to get one or two of those guys. And, you know, I, I think that Jordan Love should be their guy of the future. I think that he's good enough. He probably won't be super expensive, so you can spread the money and get you a decent team um, that won't, you know, hamstring like you were in the past with Aaron Rodgers where you basically spent all the money on him and then just try to make everything work around him. Just build you a balanced team. Uh, I think that the Packers team, you know, has outplayed who who I thought they were clearly. Uh, I think that they're a decently balanced team and with some money and no Aaron Rodgers hanging over their head. I think that they're a team that could take the NFC North considering you don't, the Vikings got to get a quarterback. The lions. I like the lions, but the lions are still like this. The lions still got that lion blood running through. them. And as soon as you get ready to like, okay, crown them, you guys are it. You guys for the foreseeable future, you and Jared Goff could be a problem. They just lose games. This is the second time they've done this. It's they're like, they're like the team that when you don't watch them, they win. But the first time you sit down and watch them, they embarrass you. Yeah, I will say, Sneaky didn't make a point. The Lions had a bunch of turnovers. The Lions more lost this game than the Packers won this game. But I mean, that's then to your point. As soon as you want to believe in them, they mess up. So um, you, can't, you, you, I want to believe in them. And was that when I was in North? When I was in New Orleans and I was like, oh, yeah, Lions, 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 they came out disappointed. It's exactly who it was. It was against the Ravens. Um, yep. Exactly uh, what it was, too. You're right. So you had other games. We watched this game. The Cowboys playing on Thanksgiving is kind of like tradition at this point. And they played the Commanders. And the Commanders are who, I mean, I think they're about to clean house. I don't know what happens with Eric Bieniemy, but I know – Everybody else is gone, and they won forty-five to ten. Or Jaden Daniels, Santa Claus, if you listening, I'll send you my address. <laughs> so the so the Cowboys won. I will say Dak looks good, but I think anybody's gonna look good against this team. Um, I I don't think that the Cowboys made up any any space on the Eagles. We are gonna see. Because they the Eagles 
play, but I don't think they made up any ground. Um, yeah, I scared the Eagles. <laughs> and then you had, uh, oh, then you had this game, which was the San Francisco 49ers versus the Seahawks to end the day. And the San Francisco 49ers won 31-13, and that defense is great. And DK Metcalf, Norwood put this in there, DK learned sign language just so that he could trash talk other teams and not get fined. Against the Rams the week before, he says, 44 is my son. That's funny, but there was no sign language in this game as they beat you down. Uh, hand and feet were put on that team. It wasn't even close. And Gino was hurt, but it wasn't even close. Yeah, my thing is, what, three receptions for 32 yards? Cooked. DK. Instead of learning sign language, how about you learn how to run around? Now, hold on, let me stop. Let me stop. Learning sign language to it's, talk trash great. to your opponent. It's fantastic. It's cold. I <laughs> love that. I, I think that I think that this should be a thing. Really do. And I guess, yeah, it's still language. So yeah, you probably get fined for it. But neither here nor there. So I like that. But you also gotta be the man to kind of do that. And you just not the man. Hmm. I don't know what I don't know who's the who's the man in terms of receiving on their team other than DK. I, I I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is playing pretty well now that he's healthy. We haven't really heard anything from Tyler Lockett. I think DJ DK is the man on that offense, to be honest. I just think he's an, you know me. I think he's an okay. Oh, sneaky! You saying that y'all gonna beat? I listen. Six pack each time. Sneaky says that the Cowboys are gonna beat the Philadelphia Eagles two, the next two times they play, which is regular season, and I'm assuming you're talking about postseason. But back to this game. Um, these two games, nobody cares about the Cowboys versus Commander. I'm not gonna lie to you. Nobody cares but y'all. Whoa, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sneaky, if you want to bet, I'm I'm in on the bet. <laughs> I'm ch- I'm 100% taking the Eagles and never taking the Cowboys. You got some players on your team, but your team, I think, is is afraid of the Eagles. Yep. So, you know, those games were good. I think it kind of just, especially in the NFC West, the 49ers still told it because if you if you look at the the standings two weeks ago, Seattle was in first place because the 49ers had lost a couple games in a row. They seem to have righted the ship. Um, they are spreading the ball around more. Christian McCaffrey released a video of him bleeding in the bed and bruised up because they was using them. All, want... <laughs> all that stuff. Bro, welcome to playing <laughs> football. Yo. That, that is and it's like, oh, he's bruised up. and He's bleeding. Have you ever? Do you know what you look like at the end of a football game? Yeah, <laughs> but hey, bro, I think it was more about you right. know they were using him a lot, and now they're starting to spread the ball around against the Seahawks. Debo Samuel played really well. Brandon Ayuk had a good game. Um, so now they're starting to get everybody else involved, which is what you have to do when you have Brock Purdy as quarterback. No shade to Brock, but I mean he is. You we've need seen his else to do their job. We've seen his limitations in that losing streak yeah. they had. So um, that was a fun Thanksgiving. And then you had the first ever 
Black Friday game um, on Amazon Prime, which was Thursday which night. Was a Thursday night football. Uh, yeah. Okay. I forgot Kev was here. Kev was here. Um, Black Friday, and they got the Jets versus the Dolphins, which when they scheduled this game, I know they thought this game was going to be fire. You have Aaron Rodgers and that Jets defense versus – the greatest I it was show be a on lot grass. More than what it was, boy. boy let me tell y'all, it was awful. It was so bad that this was the headline before the game. Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel stole a girl from one of his players and ended up marrying her four years later. They talked about this and how bad the Jets were the whole pregame. <laughs> I mean, they got Zachary else. Taylor Thomas out there and benched. Benched. Team um, stinks. And I ain't gonna lie to you, the, the the Dolphins weren't impressive. They weren't impressive in this win at all. But I will say, uh the Jets. Oh, wait, 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 Sneaky, don't, 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 don't not don't don't not give us a chance to get into that bet. Hold on, hold on now, hold on now. We're gonna get there because I, I want my ooh, chance to take Kev said too. there's a whole cowgirls Twitter that cries every time the Eagles win. Ooh. Well, I seen what we gonna we gonna watch this little burn happen real quick between the Cowboys and Eagles while we talk about the Jets. The Jets are you the still f- them boys. <laughs> I love that video. <laughs> what the Jets are the most defeated fan base I've seen in a long time because they have finally gotten hope with Aaron Rodgers. They had gotten sauce, and the defense was fantastic. And the last, and they just. They can't do nothing. They they don't have a quarterback. And they thought they got a quarterback, and they don't have a quarterback. That's sad, man. It's crazy. Yeah, it's so bad that you, you like, it's tough to feel bad for Jets fans, like, but fumblers they are. But they don't des- I feel like they don't deserve this. This the, the whole way that the whole thing happened with him running out there with the flag and then – him, they run like one play, and then as soon as they run the play, he fall down. We all knew immediately it was bad like that. I ain't. I might not wish that on my worst enemy. That's tough. Mm-mm. Here we go, back and forth. Um, Smoke in the city, baby. <laughs> Cowboys, Eagles fans. So there were other games in the, and we're not gonna go over them all. The Raiders and the Chiefs. The Chiefs. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was. Risky at the beginning. The Chiefs look like they need a receiver. <laughs> um, they, they won 31-17, but they were down 14 at one point in the beginning of the game, and then Patrick Mahomes came. Patrick Mahomes. Um, Y'all got to so, do something to help Mahomes out now. now. Mahomes is Mahomes. <laughs> but he out there. I mean, uh, Valdez Scantlin has dropped everything. Uh, hey, Norwood's been saying this for four weeks now. Y'all better put some respect on Russell Wilson's name. Uh, the Broncos beat the Browns. Now, I will say the Browns had no quarterback. They knocked Deshaun Watson out for the season. They knocked out DTR. And now that Brock came in with P.J. Walker and Amari Cooper got hurt. Nick Chubb is hurt. Um, so, P.J. Walker was out there basically with him and him uh, playing against the the Broncos defense, who has been playing well. Um, Russell Wilson and the Broncos look good. Well, I mean, for me, all right, now, in through your nose, breathe with me here, Reggie, out through your mouth. 
I'm so happy that I do not have that Deshaun Watson contract because that is a lot of money that has been paid for no return on investment. And then next year, that cap hit is going to be ugly. It's escalating until the end of the contract. I see. I see a Matt Ryan backload here soon and very soon. And soon as you do that one renegotiation backload, let me tell you, you smoked for about seven years, bro. Um, I'm glad that he made it too expensive. He he bought us right on out of the market. We have our own quarterback issues that me and you are about to talk about now. But one thing for sure is I'd rather have a cheap, sorry quarterback than an expensive, sorry quarterback. And we about to talk about another expensive, sorry quarterback. But I'm not sure. If, I, I talk crazy about not knowing if Kyler was going to end up being a top five quarterback ever again. Hell, is Watson? Was Watson ever a top five quarterback? That last, that last year in Texas, I mean, in with the Texans, he was damn close. Yes, he was. He led the NFL in passing after they got rid of uh, Hopkins. Yeah, yeah, he was top five then for sure. Hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, uh, yeah, you're right. That that contract was ugly, but I don't think the Falcons offered that contract though. I think no, the, we didn't, but that's what I'm saying. I'm now breathing a sigh of relief. That could this could have been us. Yeah. It's ugly, but and I mean we ain't doing fair no better. These but. Guys with these expensive contracts not playing well. Kyler is whatever, but I don't think he's gonna be anywhere near his money. And that's a lot of money you sunk. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's never gonna be worth his money, but that's a lot of money you sunk. Danny Dimes, he's not gonna be worth your money. Um, I can't never remember if it's Derek Carr, or David Carr. He ain't gonna be worth the money. You spent, you start spending all this money on quarterbacks, and they and you see early that they're never gonna get you a return. You're struck. You suck. I mean, it sucks, and you're stuck. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, I, I mean, the one thing about having the bad quarterback that we have, at least he don't cost a whole lot of money. Yeah, you get rid of him, you can move right on from him. Yep. 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 So then you also had like other games, surprise game that there was fight for the division. The Jags beat the Texans at, at on the road. Uh, you have uh, the Steelers beat the Bengals sixteen to ten with no, and the Bengals didn't have uh, Joe Burrow, who's out tore a ligament in his wrist. Um, the the, Wait, hold the on. Steelers I do want to talk about did this briefly. We hold have on, the, to hold on, hold on, hold on. the Steelers. Looking. The Steelers fired their Matt Canada, had an interim offensive coordinator, and they crossed over 350 yards of total offense for the first time this year, but still couldn't score. Uh, I think that they're in flux too. They about to get rid of Deontay Johnson pretty soon, and I don't know what George Pickens is gonna do. They better get rid of Kenny Pickett soon. All right, go ahead. I just he, wanted to get that off. He's the he's the guy who has to go. Number one, I want to start start out with you know we always support black coaches here. Mike Tomlin needs to write a book. <laughs> he he finds a way to win games that he should not win. Team was having like all week they they basically reported there's been a meltdown over there. Players at odds, players trying to fight each other, 
you had to take your like your advance literally breaking fights up, then you come out and win a game. Yeah. So I want to give him all the, the respect road. in the world because he is he is coaching a ticking time bomb. And I hate to say it, but the Steelers have this thing of just picking crazy ass wide receivers. Like everyone they've picked has been crazy since A B. A B was crazy. And then what happened? You had Juju, then Juju became the king of TikTok. Then after Juju became the king of TikTok, then you had Mapletron. We found out that he was a sham. (laughs) You know, we think the Piggins want to whoop Kenny Piggins ass, Deontay Johnson. Y'all saw the play where the man, he saw the dude fumble the ball and didn't even attempt to try to get the ball. There, There is something there indicative of some of the players you're picking, a low character. Now, the other part is the majority of those, 60% 60% of those guys are good players. I like AB, say, I was mean, good. AB was a good player, and it wasn't low character. Well, at least we didn't see it. It's like AB got hit in the head and then lost his mind. He went to a blonde mustache. You remember that? He got knocked out. You never going to let months that later, blonde went, mustache go, boy. Bro, did you see it? I, I want to make that. I'm going to make that my avatar. Every time I say something wild, I'm going to put that up. That blonde mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Just when you see me posing, it's no that crazy. Yeah, boy. But you're right, man. Mike Tomlin does. He he is a leader of men, and they call him for his job. Some folks are trying to say they call him for his job, and I what? think, well, because he because he wouldn't fire Matt Canada. That's why. And he finally fired Matt Canada. He needs to go ahead and make the. Uh, he needs to go ahead and make the decision to get rid of Kenny Pickett. I don't know what you do. Um, I am I'm a tell big you right now. If Tomlin is available, Arthur Smith, gather right. your things. <laughs> You're mm-hmm. gone. Tom is not going to be available, but I know what's going to happen because we saw another mid game in the NFC North, and I want you to follow me here. I want you to follow me. We saw the follow Chargers me. and the Ravens. The Chargers and the Ravens was a mid game too where the Ravens barely won and the Chargers lost another close game. And since the Chargers have drafted Justin Herbert in 2020, they are 30 and 30. They have scored exactly 1,508 points and have given up 1,507 points. They are the middiest of mid. Let me tell you something. If I'm Justin Herbert, I know I just got that contract. They're probably going to fire the coach. Justin Herbert may benefit from a change of scenery. Similar, I don't know if it's going to take, and this this happens with San Diego quarterbacks. I don't know if it's going to take an injury for it to happen, but I think Justin Herbert going to, could you imagine him in Pittsburgh? Could you imagine Justin Herbert in Atlanta? Could you imagine Justin Herbert, all these teams that are ass, but have the pieces. Could you imagine Justin Herbert in, 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 in New Orleans? All of these teams Reggie. that are Reggie. ass, Reggie. Justin Herbert, would take them over the top. I think Justin Herbert needs to get out of San Diego. Reggie, let me help you. You don't have to imagine Justin Herbert anywhere. Justin Herbert is not going anywhere. I know they, they don't. Not. Let, he needs to go. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> they they have not. They don't let quarterbacks this good go anywhere. Let me be very clear about that. So the coach will go somewhere first. Specifically, if you have an offense that basically has outscored everybody since he's been there, the only issue is is you give up more points than everybody else. That's the coach. You're fired. We're not letting our asset go. You are the asset that can go. 
Adios, mi amigos. Um, so yeah, he's out of there. And I, I don't feel bad for him. You got Khalil Mack over there. It's not like you have more, like he has so many to have Justin Herbert, Khalil Mack, and to have Keenan Allen and to struggle. That's the reason that I, I have I back off Arthur Smith from time to time. Cause I could have a guy like that. And that probably ain't the right answer, but that's how I feel. Yeah. Sneaky, you ain't wrong. And hell, I mean, you call Ron Rivera? <laughs> so I don't know who you call. But something some something's gotta change. Ghostbusters, hell. So you had then you had before we get to the Saints Falcons, you had Panthers, Titans, Colts, Bucks. Nobody really cares about this game. The Bucks lost. The Panthers lost. The Panthers fired their coach after eleven games. Frank Reich is out of there. You had the Patriots and Giants. Belichick pissed off. The Giants won, but they're two and whatever. There's a lot of coaches on the hot seat. I came in here to plan on asking you who gets fired first, Frank Reich or Bill Belichick. Well, that was answered because he's been Frank Reich is the first coach to be hired and fired in his first season in back to back seasons. He was hired, fired by the Colts in 22, fired by the Panthers in 2023. Um, I think he got a raw deal with the Panthers. Nobody wanted Bryce Young. No shade to Bryce. But nobody wanted Bryce Young. They all wanted C.J. Stroud. And the owner's wife, allegedly, I don't even, you know, alleged, said that she liked Bryce Young. And it feels like mid, sneaky. And that's why they chose Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud. And if I'm Frank Wright, I go compose myself. I go back to being a coordinator somewhere and I'm out of there because the Panthers right now, that organization, if that is true, are a shit show. They're just, they might as well be the Colts to me with Jim Irsay. No, uh, worse. So this is my thing. Um, fire by the Colts. That was the right decision. I think the Colts have found their guy. Shane Steichen is a monster. Um, he's coaching this team minus their quarterback. And, you know, who I think is, you know, one. I think that the team is Jonathan Taylor's team, but Anthony Richardson is going to be a help, helpful addition instead of Gardner Minshew, but they, they're getting it done. So fire by the Colts, right decision. The Panthers, this team sucks. You traded away DJ Moore. You brought in Adam Thielen, who's having a decent enough season, but he's for sure old and washed. You got Chuba Hubbard playing running back. Brian Burns thought he was going to be traded all season, so he ain't played all, you know. It's a bad situation. You've you've not surrounded him with anything to be successful, and then you fire him. You If you're blaming anybody, you have to blame himself. Now, I'm super thrilled about this because this basically, like, eliminates them from next season already. Uh, so, yeah. And you the- traded up to the first pick. You don't even have a first-round pick. Your number one pick is going to the Chicago Bears. You have you you it, man. If I'm man, listen, Bryce Young. I, I listen. I go back to Alabama. I got any more. I got any more eligibility. I can go to D two. Can't you go back D two? 
This is the other part. There are plenty of teams who love to have Bryce Young instead of what they got. So, I mean, I feel bad for Bryce because he's going to start over again, and that sucks. You get into the, you get into uh, like no shade, Tremaine. It's kind of like Cleveland Browns territory. It's like when you have a different coordinator for four straight years, and then people expect Perpetually you to be trash. good. And they expect you to be great, but you have a different coordinator or a different coach every year. Like Matt Ryan had it for like four years. You have to get a different coordinator and learn a different system, learn different offense, learn different timing, learn different plays every single year. Bryce Young is now going to be on number two, and he's only in his second year. And I, I personally think they should go get Joe Brady. They should go get Joe Brady from Buffalo. They better do it and make him the head coach. Buffalo put up 30-something points in his first game as offensive coordinator. Um, but it's ugly. It's ugly for them. And uh, speaking of Buffalo, they lost to the Eagles, but this was by far their best offensive output against the number one or number or top two defense in the league, top three defense in the league. Um, Jalen Hurts is that dude, dog. He is a leader of men. He is a leader of men. The Eagles, 34-37. Josh Allen, I Buffalo may just be cursed because he played it. He I heard today, and this is the best now this is the best uh example or the best description of what we saw in the Eagles versus the the Bills. Josh Allen was the best player on the field. Best player on the field. And it wasn't and 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 if you look at it and you watch the game, it wasn't close. But Jalen Hurts was the best, was the clutchest player on the field. He kept making play after play after play. And when it came down to being clutch, Josh Allen missed the throw that would have won the game in overtime to Gabe Davis. Wide open in the end zone. Jalen Hurts ran it in from 12 yards to win the game. That's the difference. Josh Allen is another he'll never leave Buffalo. But he's West he's East Coast Justin Herbert to me. He's he would benefit from a change of scenery because you already got a coach fired. Your offensive coordinator is now gone. I don't think it was Ken Dorsey's fault, to be honest, if you want me to be perfectly honest. And then and then now you got Joe Brady and you got Stefan Diggs who who is upset. You may need a hard reset, dog, and get on out of there, but they'll never trade you because you are have the potential to be a top-two quarterback in the league. No, Al- Allen's not out of there. Coordinator's probably out of there. Coach is out of there. Diggs is out of there. Um, and then you would just restock. The good thing is it's a heavy wide receiver draft, so you'll be able to go get you another guy um, and then drive from there. That's, that's really all I got for you. I, I can't give you anything better than that. I see Brock just, Bowers going to him. <laughs> I can see Brock Bowers going to Buffalo. <laughs> Clear as day. <laughs> He'll be right there. So He's a Buffalo guy. I've too. seen so many different Brock Bowers. You know, he the Giants everywhere. Cause I mean, if I mean everybody could use a guy that good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the Giants, they beat the they beat the uh they beat the the Patriots and the Patriots again benched uh uh Mac Jones, McCorkle. 
no, boy, that is that sound like Civil War name. They benched McCorkle and brought in Taylor Zappi, who ended up throwing an interception to to lose the game, just like they did last week against the Raiders. Um, at this point, Bill Belichick is the most frustrated person because on here. And a lot of people saying that he's he's being exposed. He's not a great coach, including Rex Ryan. Let's let Rex Ryan said the Patriot way. It exhausts these kids. Tom Brady was the only reason you won anyway. Boy, the birds come out when you when you down. They kicking them right now. They trying to. So for me, this is always he's not the first person to say that. Mm-hmm. And. You're not drafting these players. That I will give you credit. Christian Gonzalez looks like a good pickup, but he's hurt. He's a hundred percent right. The Patriot way is not fun. There's, there is, there is no way that you're gonna get free agents right now, and you don't have Tom Brady over there to throw a bunch of perfect passes and make people want to come to play for your team. Then on top of that, you draft Mac Jones. And we already know he's going to make it to about the third quarter. And then by the end of the game, Zappy going to be in. And and I, I don't – I can't even understand why he keeps doing it. Like, it, it's mind-boggling. To me now, now the Jimbo Fisher, because, you know, like I typically have, like, one thing that I just kind of zero in that I don't think everybody else is paying on, pay attention. Like, now that Jimbo is fired, I'm now just looking at Bill Belichick every week because number one, he's entertaining as hell as you're about to see here in a second, but it just doesn't make any sense. So yeah, what, what are we gonna do here? How, do, how does this how does this go from here? How it should go? This is you blame the this blame is on Bill Belichick, yes. But at some point, Robert Kraft, you have to take the general manager and president of football operations away from him. I don't care if he's got six Super Bowls and he's loved and he's threatened to leave and all of that stuff. He drafted a guard in the 2022 draft. He drafted a guard with the 16th pick that was graded as a fifth round pick. And that was being generous. And you passed on all those other players. When you make those terrible decisions over and over again, it's only Bill Belichick that gets that much leash. And it, it, at some point, six, seven, ten is fine. But at the end of the day, that 10 is in the past. Maybe immediate past, maybe distant past. At some point, you got to plan for the future. You, you drafted a fifth-round guard in the first round who didn't even have a draft party for the first day because he didn't even think he was going to be drafted. You then y'all want, y'all want me, <laughs> and then me. You go and play a whole season with a second-year quarterback with no offensive coordinator. Y'all remember that? Remember he had no offensive coordinator. Before that, you hired Matt Patricia, who you fired for being a bad defensive coordinator. I'm not sorry. He got hired to be the coach for the Lions, who they fired after a year because he was a bad defensive coordinator, and you bring him in to be the offensive coordinator. Or offensive person, because you didn't have no coordinator. Bill Belichick, now defensive-wise, they are the only team in NFL history to lose two games without allowing more than, well, allowing less than nine points. Less less than ten points. 
The only team in NFL history to do that. Because they only scored three. They scored six. They scored ten points total, I think. He's he's still coaching defense. And they still playing defense. But you can't pick your own groceries no more, dog. Not on offense. You you need to go and get on out of there and let one of these young guys come in here and revolutionize your offense and learn how to get it because it's not working. It's not working. And that that, be, that is true. One, like I don't think that that's the reason this is such an interesting thing to watch. Cause it's just like, you know, it's a train wreck. We just waiting on the train wreck. <laughs> Either Robert Kraft going to ask him to do something and Belichick going to flip out, or we're just going to keep watching him play their starting quarterback for three quarters and, and then bench him at the end. Also, if I'm Bailey Zappi, he's I, pissed. I, I tell Ooh, you every pissed. week, I'm going to cuss you out. Like, let's be real here. Y'all probably going to fire me anyway, dog. Least all I'm going to do is get my, get my, you know, get my, get my, get me off. If, if you know what I mean, for all intents and purposes. I'm going to tell you how I feel. But you rolling me out at the end of the game, not warm to fix the situation, after you've given this guy the rope for three quarters, you can kiss my ass. Don't, <laughs> I'm done here. <laughs> you know who else was done? <laughs> Bill Belichick. So let me tell you something that else is old. This little, I don't mess with the media, and this I'm the next week. Don't, that works when you all this stuff works when you're winning. When you become an asshole when you're losing, it, it, it hey, we mm, I can't really say that because I don't want to say I don't want to get into brother love, uh, news and all of that stuff. But you know, if you jump out there on the internet yeah. defending somebody and your and your and your stuff ain't your business ain't clean, they're gonna expose it. Same thing, it's the same premise. You can be an asshole okay. over here when you're winning. You're you you just annoying when you're losing. This right here, this is what Bill Belichick had. I think he walked out mid-question, if I'm not mistaken. Here we go. Game's just over. Game's over an hour ago. Bill, what's the, what's the plan coming into the game for both Told everybody to be ready to go. I think we covered that. I think they both deserve to play. So was the plan was for both Told everybody to be ready to go. Bro, answer the damn question. I understand you frustrated. So yes, yes or no, yes or no. That's all you got to do, dog. Was the start okay. Good. Thank you. You can't be that, no baby. That is, you can't be no big baby and walk out because you're getting beat. This you is your decision. Can, but you and, and let's also be very real. Just like I like to watch this train wreck, you know, you don't think that those reporters know that they, there's more train wrecks to be watched. You don't <laughs> think that they're going to keep asking you these stupid questions, get the same stupid response out of you. You would have been better off saying, hey, man, we didn't get it done. Um, hey, at this point, I need to go back and watch the tape and figure out where we can be better. Um, hey, you could have even said at this very moment, I'm a little frustrated on the way that the game played out. If you give me a little time, I'll be able to tell you a little bit more. That's that's really any of those are what you could have done, but you didn't really do any of that. So the fact that you didn't do anything, yeah, it's blood in the water, and we want to see the train wreck. And you haven't been the, the other part is you haven't ever been nice to these people. Ever. You not being you never being nice, they own your ass, big dog. They looking for you. Yeah. And when they get you, and now they know they got you in the fell clutch, they finna try to tear you up. And they are. They're going to get you. They're going to get you. And, so, 
If we can tell you anything, hey, man, when you meet people, be nice to people, be polite to people, because eventually the same butt you may kick may be the ass you, you may need to kiss. And it's tight. It is. It's rough, man. It's rough. So uh, that was news around the league. And then finally, I told y'all the Falcons were going undefeated in the division. I thought we were going to go 12 and 5, 11 and 6, but obviously that's not going to happen because we tricked off some games earlier because Arthur Smith is a fool. But we beat the Saints. Thank goodness. 24 15. That defense held the Saints out of the end zone. They did not score a touchdown, they scored uh, five field goals. Um, this was the Thanksgiving game, it was the 50 years of Atlanta hip-hop celebration and everybody was lit including my man Jameis Winston Jameis Winston is the funniest guy on in the NFL by far James that so Atlanta had Ludacris drop out of the top they had everybody they had T.I. walk out the team they had Big Boy and J.I.D. and everybody we did not need we did not need Ludacris dropping from the sky sorry it was fire though and, and as you, James liked it. And then you had a, you had a Quavo at the top of the dome on the skywalk. You had all, you had everybody. It was a fire. You had Jeezy perform. You had everybody there except for Lil John. It was fire. I don't know. I had to laugh so hard. Let's look at, look at James going off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It be more dead. James, James just slapped him on the back of the neck. He better than him, bro. <laughs> James was trying to get him. Yeah, James needs to start. James was trying to get Derek Carr going, and this is what Derek Carr did. He ended up throwing a pick six to Jesse Bates uh, as they were going to score, and that defense um, played well. And Jesse Bates had a 92-yard interception return for a touchdown that kind of took some of the wind out of the sails of the Saints. As well as that Falcons defense was hitting. It was hitting hard. They got Chris Olave, who was basically, it was Chris Olave against everybody else. And Chris Olave, uh, they knocked him out of the game with a concussion. I saw when they did it, too. They body slammed him to the ground. They said, no, sir. <laughs> Get well soon. Uh, uh, and See Jesse next Bates. Season, big dog. Oh, no, we <laughs> played him again at the end, huh? Yeah. But either Jesse way. Bates may be the best free agent signing of the off season. I don't know. I get off the top of my head that I can think of. I don't for really sure for the Falcons. Anybody. I mean, hell let's be real. <laughs> this is the second game, second or third game. He didn't want us. <laughs> yeah. He beat the Panthers. Remember he had two picks against the Panthers. Um, Oh, and he had like 12 tackles this game. He went bonkers. Yep. And the defense, I'm not going to lie to you with this game. The defense had to win the game because Arthur Smith was doing stupid plays like this. If you're looking and you play football and you can see the arrow right here, the arrow, this is the center. It goes center, guard, tackle, sometimes tight end. This is the center. This is the left guard. This is the right guard. This is the left tackle. There is a giant missing person on the right side of the offensive line. Because he decided to put our right tackle in an unbalanced line to the left tackle, and we look like we run into wing T. This would be cool 
if you ran to the left side of the line. You know what he did instead? He ran the option to the right side against the unblocked defender. And we ended up, I was like, yo, if y'all have a chance, go follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me. There is a thread that says Falcon Saints, my reactions. My first comment was this play. I said, fire Arthur Smith. Because this is the dumbest thing I have seen other than running a reverse on the two yard line to your tight end. I don't understand what he's thinking here. I think the Falcons defense should be like the Steelers defense and be upset and get everybody out of there. If you don't fire this man, I will. Somebody has got to go because Arthur Smith is an awful coach. He's getting worse by the week. It's like he's succumbing to the pressure and the nerves. He's getting worse and worse and worse. There's no way you thought you this play was going to work. No tackle? You run to the side with no tackle? Yeah, I, I don't have a good answer for him. It is not one. Really... Sorry. I don't want to look at that shit no more. Go ahead. And and he frustrates me because he's another he's another one that reinforces bad behavior. This is a we played a terrible game. We should have lost the game. The only thing that really helped us out was the Saints suck. And he but did feed the ball to Bijan. He finally fed the ball to Bijan. But not nearly enough. You want to know why? Because we had to have Desmond Ritter in the game who can't barely complete a pass. Like, it, it, it's, I have, mm, mm. <laughs> I don't know what to say. We won this game. We Fire this game. Arthur Smith. I know what to say. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. They, gonna, they, done, they done messed around and said he's going to be here next year. I'm going to say it 16 weeks in a row. Unless we win the Super Bowl, which unless I don't know what we got to go, they got to do something. Terry Font, no, you saved your job because you went and got Jesse Bates. But if you will be on the hot seat next year too, if you don't fire Arthur Smith, if this continues, because B. John Robinson had a hundred. I don't think Terry Font no has the. I don't think he has the ability to do that. I don't think that that's in his pay grade. I think to that's fire a, Arthur think Smith. He's the general yeah, manager. Um, I don't think that he has the ability to do that. Then this is a very poorly run organization. If the GM can't fire the coach, the GM can hire the coach. Why the GM can't fire the coach? That's that's poorly run. Did, did he did he hire? Yeah, I think that. I think yeah. that's they hired and him he, and then they hired Arthur Smith. I think I think that's a package deal. I don't think that he. I don't think either one of them has any say about the other one. Just to be completely honest, I, I, I think I think that that's a um, Arthur Blank decision only. Well, let me tell you something right now. If there's anything I've learned in corporate America, you better cover your ass. CYA, sell that man up the river because he is anchoring down your ship, brother. Cut him loose. Let him go. <laughs> way, way up the river too, boy. <laughs> he got to go. Listen, he's got to go because look, man, I will say Arthur Smith did. I mean, one thing he can do is run the ball. And I was screaming in here, why does Algier only have two rushes for seven yards? And I like Cordero Patterson. I love that they were playing well. But there's no reason that we shouldn't rush for 250 to 300 yards a game. You have three backs. Cordero Patterson was killing the Saints. He was killing the Saints in the first half. Algier, he actually, they, I, I kind of see what Arthur Smith was doing. He kind of used him as the closer. 
right? You had Bijan, who was electric. You used as your every down back. But when you needed somebody to like take their will, he put in Algier, and Algier was playing pretty pretty well. But at the end of the day, see what I mean? This was in the fourth quarter to to like seal the game and get the field goal for Koo. Algier basically got all his stuff in the fourth quarter. If you play all three of these dudes, I'm not showing that guy. He's trash. But if you play all three of these guys and and go get a quarterback, in the first quarter, oh, my God, on the first drive, Kyle Pitts had one catch for 11 yards. I said, oh, my God. The next play, Drake London, one catch for 20 yards. I said, oh, here we go. You know what Kyle Pitts ended up with at the end of the game? Two catches for 20 yards. I said, man, we ain't throw him the ball no more. We ain't throw him the ball no more. He's going. He's going to get away from us, and I, I'm going to be upset because we like we shouldn't do that, but we don't have another answer. Well, apparently we tried to trade because because I'm I'm pretty sure he already told you I'm not resigning. <laughs> Try trading to the I, Bengals, I don't, but they didn't turn in the paperwork. I don't, on time. I don't have an answer, but I would I I wouldn't come back. Why would you come back to this? It's ghetto mm-hmm. here. Real ghetto. <laughs> no thanks. <Yeah. laughs> it is. It is. So uh look. Yeah, hey, um, thank you for the opportunity, but I'm not wasting any more of my time or my career with you guys. You guys stink. It's not even you guys, because the team is good. The team is oh, good no, enough. I'm, lump- I'm lumping y'all together, bro. Y'all hey, y'all figure this out together. Or don't. <laughs> so uh, you know, we ended up getting the win. I think we're going to end up winning the division. We are in first place. Sneaky, it feels great to be in first place south. I mean, we're five and six. It is what it is. Um, Next week, we play. Who do we play next week? Let's see. I pull it up real quick. Next week, the Falcons play. Ooh, at the New York Jets. That's going to be another 9-3 game. Or whatever. Uh, the Falcons, because we do defend the run well, and the Jets can only run the ball. This is a team that is mirrored. You have two teams that can't throw, the terrible quarterbacks, a lot of talent, and they're just going to run the ball. That's all it is. So uh, I hope we beat the Jets. It's at, it's at New York. Um, I think it'll come down to who makes the least amount of mistakes, and I hope we win. But I don't, I don't, I don't have no faith in Desmond Ritter. And we're going with Desmond Ritter. I don't have no faith in Arthur Smith. And we're going with Arthur Smith. We do have this easiest schedule outside of the Jets. I think we play the Saints again, the Bucks again, the Panthers again. And then we play like a, a, another terrible team uh, the week after that. So we should be able to do something. And I hope that we end up going 9-6. But I doubt it. I'm going to tell you this, though. Um, can, can we get an update on Taylor Heineke? I mean, just, you know. Well, they said no matter what, they've committed to Desmond Ritter. He is the starting quarterback going forward. I, I think that there is a high propensity that he is uh, he's shell-shocked in, in, against Ooh, the Jets. In Chicago and Indianapolis. That's all we got. The Jets, Tampa Bay, Carolina, Indianapolis, Chicago, and New Orleans. We should win all. We should win all those Ready. games. If you ain't learned nothing by now, just stop saying that. <laughs> just stop saying it yeah because all my teams do that including the hawks <laughs> every time we say it we just it just it just makes it worse because we know it, it it's not it's not like 
It's not like we don't know it, Reggie. We said the same thing last year. We say the same thing. I, I'm starting to feel like pinky in the brain. And we just do the same shit. And then every year we have this plan. And then it just falls apart. But it ain't really nothing we could do. Same thing here, man. I just yeah. want Taylor Heineke to be healthy. And when things go left, put him in the game. I will say we had a Van Jefferson side in this game. He had a couple catches, a couple clutch catches. I think he's a decent pickup. I like to have him back next year. You know, at least, you know, Scotty Miller, you you can go. But, yeah, I I think Van Jefferson, for a late addition, he came in and did more than, you know, you lost that game. Which we have in the whole season. Tennessee, he dropped that ball. No. That would have got us to the win. <laughs> no, I, I, I wish he down. had been there for camp, is what I'm saying. Oh, I mean, well, I, mean if, I wish we didn't you, need to sign you him. You played receiver for long enough. Some, you're going to drop one. You're going to drop an unfortunate one. I, like, I'm mad, but I'm also, it ain't the end of the world for me either. More, I just want, I want a guy who we can count on. Like, that, that's what means the most to me. Yep. But, ladies and gentlemen, that was a long football segment. But, hey, dog, it's it's, it's getting down to clutch time, man. It's about man. to get it's, short. It's, 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 cha- short. <laughs> it's championship time. It's, it's, it's playoff time. So, you know, we got a lot to cover. Don't worry. At the end of December, y'all going to be like, damn, man, I wish football were here. We talked about nothing but basketball. But it is what it yeah. is. Um, with that being said, we about to talk about basketball, though. Uh, CP is Scott Foster, Jordan Poole stealing. Uh, oh, we bringing it back. Stealing money. Uh, y'all stay tuned. We will be right back. 30 seconds. We appreciate you tuning in. Remember, like, follow, subscribe. We'll be right back with our final segment of tonight, the basketball segment. Y'all stay tuned. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with our final segment of the ba- of episode 120, 130 of the Splash Cast Monday Night Raw, the uh, Around the League edition. Our basketball segment got a few things we're going to talk about today. Um, <laughs> for those that, sorry if you heard the, the behind the scenes, we had to get the camera straight. Uh, got a few things we're going to talk about today. Um, before we get to the Hawks, man, let's talk about what kind of has impressed me the last couple days Jalen Brunson in the Knicks um a fan looked Jalen Brunson in the eye against the Miami Heat in a in the end season tournament and if you know that the Heat if you don't know the Heat and the Knicks are a huge rivalry a fan looked Jalen Brunson in the eye and told him this is embarrassing while New York was down 21 Jalen then come at the Knicks come back and beat Miami 198, and he has eight points in the final three minutes to win the game. Um, Jalen Brunson, again, I think you said it was an overpay, is the – I've never seen somebody get signed and then become an underpay almost immediately. <laughs> like what he's doing for the Knicks and, and shout out to Julius Randle. He's been getting a lot of uh, flack and then all of a sudden he's found his game. It seems like a lot of these players just had to kind of get in rhythm for the season. Cause Trey is another one of them that we'll talk about, but 
Jalen Brunson seems like he's always ready to go. And he's the leader that the Knicks needed. They probably are one player short, but he's still the leader that the Knicks needed. I was impressed. Because he said, he said player looked him directly into his eyes. The fan. And said, hey, this is embarrassing. And that's more embarrassing. When somebody when somebody acknowledges like that you you're just not really getting it done. And I like at the end of the day, the awareness to be like, hey, this is embarrassing. We gotta fix this. And then to be able to take that time to make it work. Whatever you're like, we can discuss his skill level at a different time. But at this very like that ability, I gotta give him hundred percent credit for. He's um, what the Knicks needed. I love this. And yeah, I mean, when there are so many players who won't like take that and, and won't necessarily take it the wrong like everybody I feel like there are so many other players that take that the wrong way. Mm. He took that as constructive criticism and said, Hey man, let me go out and and not embarrass myself. Which and he basically put the team on his back. He is now. I will say, watching him play, he's he's really clutch. Um, in the fourth quarter, when it's time for him to make a play and nobody else is doing something, he is that guy that they need, um, and that he's, they can go to. He's kind of putting himself into the Jimmy Butler category of guys who is difficult to quantify how good they are because yeah, because Jimmy the yeah stats, yeah. The stats may not like wow you, but hey, when it's time, it's time. You imagine him on and, Miami, exactly. Instead of Fat Lowry, so you you like that that part to me is where is it's like all right. Well, it, it's kind of the same way I kind of feel about Jamal Murray too. Um, there are going to be a, a bunch of players who have a bunch better stats, but when it's time to win games. Those are three guys I feel very comfortable if they're on my team that we have at least a puncher's chance. I agree. On the opposite end of that, in Jalen Brunson, as the Knicks, the Knicks are better than the Hawks at this point to me. And on the opposite end of that is Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole has figured out a way to make a fool out of himself almost every game. We talked about him on the uh, in the in the timeout. Sorry, him in the timeout when he wasn't paying attention and saying "shut the f up." I got this. This my team, and then didn't know to play and was trying to walk and went out there and messed up. Then against Milwaukee, Poole thought the game clock and shot clock would stop when you roll the ball up the court. The thing is, that only happens in the last two minutes of the quarter. The game clock will stop when it's four minutes. Uh, when it's, I mean, the game clock automatically starts when the ball is inbounded. If it's before the two minute warning, well, they don't have a two minute warning. Before two minutes left in the quarter, Poole didn't know that. At this point, Kevin Garnett said Poole needs. He doesn't deserve to be in the league, which is, I think Poole's talent deserves for him to be in the league. I don't think he deserves to have his own team. I think Poole's pools pool ceiling is six man jordan pool is not a starter 
He's not a leader of the team. He's not a point guard. He needs to be a six man to just come in and cook and take him out the game. when He starts messing up. And, but the thing is he's being paid and the Warriors, the Warriors did this. He's being paid starter money. And when you play started, yeah, the shot clock doesn't run. You're right, Kev. The shot clock doesn't run, but the game clock runs. And he's being paid starter money. When you get paid starter money and this is your team, you can't mess that up. I don't know if y'all going to be able to hear me. I don't know what the issue is with my mic right now. Um, But you have to, first of all, have enough awareness to know that that's the whole purpose of the shot clock not advancing is that allows you to kill time and then get the ball to half court and still have a full 24-second clock. So I don't know what you thought was going to happen. That's basketball. That's low-level, simple basketball strategy. Like, do you not watch these players do this all the time? Like, are you – his basketball IQ is low. Do Does he belong to – does he belong in the NBA? Absolutely. He just needs to be humble. And the Wizards He's still are a good stuck basketball nobody's going to take him. The Wizards are stuck. Wes Unsell is tight. Like, you you are stuck with this guy for at least another year because he signed that four-year deal, $130 million. So it's 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 $32.5 million a year. So nobody's going to take on three years, $100 million for a player that doesn't know that the shot clock is the only thing that doesn't start uh, in four minutes until the ball but, starts. That's well, I hate when teams do this because that's what you, that was your strategy. The reason that OKC is where they are is because they stayed on their strategy. Their strategy was to collect players and picks, players and picks, players and picks. If your thing was we're taking and we're taking this bad contract, then don't get into year one. Don't get into game 15, 16, 17, and then abandon the strategy you just came up with. That's how you perpetually just suck. If that's what you did, then you got to rock with this. You got to give your coach the time to coach this sorry-ass team and be okay with it. He won't get that, and that's what I'm saying. He won't get the time, though. He's not going to get the time. OKC also changed coaches. Like, he's not going to get the time. Remember, when they started this, they had Billy Donovan, right? So I mean, they're not. Billy, Billy Donovan was, was a coach. He was a coach of OKC. Out. But he 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 didn't start this. He wasn't there for the rebuild. Once the rebuild came, he was. He wasn't there for. Who? Where was he there for? Paul George and Russell Westbrook. Oh well, yeah. Um. When when so, they decided that they weren't trying to win anymore, he moved. I mean, he moved, he moved on. to a place where he didn't win. I get it. Uh, other news in basketball. He didn't. I mean, Chicago. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a quick scope. That needs one of those. What has dominated the headlines in basketball this week, though? Chris Paul and Scott Foster. I mean, we've talked about it multiple times. Everybody's talked about it on Twitter. And at this point, Chris Paul is 3-17 and 17 in games officiated by Scott Foster. In the last game he had, in the last game, Chris Paul basically called Scott Foster a, a female dog. He got a hit with a technical foul and keeps talking, and then he got ejected. 
And at this point, Chris Paul, now everybody knows Chris Paul, you know, you call him a dirty player or whatever. He he bends the rules. He 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 there is no line in between legal and illegal. He but one thing he doesn't really do is chirp at referees. Like he doesn't really get into it with refs. He gets into it with players. He does what he has to do to win, but he doesn't get into it with the refs. And to be three and seventeen against Scott Foster, I mean, common sense would tell you that you need to look into this. And at this point, Chris Paul explains that what it is with Scott Foster and why he's so upset uh, and hates playing with him and calls him the names. And this is what he's saying. Yeah, we had a situation some years ago, and it's personal. You know what I mean? Like, the league know, everybody knows. It's been a meeting and all that, and it's just a situation with my son. And so it's, yeah, we... Yeah, so I'm I'm okay with a ref talking, you know, saying whatever, saying just don't use a tech to get your point across. You know what I mean? So I got to do a better job making sure I stay on the floor for my teammates. But yeah, that's that's that. And what's interesting is, sorry. And what's interesting is, he said that it's a it's an issue with his son and he said that the league knows about it and that there was a meeting about it again as a new father nobody at my place of employment can talk about my child i don't care what i'm doing doing or not doing and if there has been such a meeting between these two and Scott Foster, and it's been documented, and the league knows. Adam Silver, we've been praising you for the job you've done as commissioner. It's been our last, it's been our rocky two years now. You've had a lot of situations. Uh, I don't know if I'm Chris Paul. I don't know what else. I I don't know if I can play in games with Scott Foster. You got to. I don't know what to do. I think the league shouldn't allow Scott Foster to officiate Chris Paul games anymore. Because he was head of the Players Association, if I'm not mistaken, for a long time. So there's no way that people don't know. There's no way. Correct. So in that, you you said a whole lot at the same time. Number one, if he's been the head of the Players Association, he can do NBA business and clearly can do it without all of these shenanigans. So, you know... That part. Number two, if you have, first of all, the three and seventeen is egregious. And before it just got to like three and seventeen. He was owing fifteen. <laughs> it was like exactly. It was it was real bad for a while. Um, I think I don't I don't know if this is falls under the competition committee. It sounds like something to me, or the players association. Uh, but there there should definitely be something. This should not, this is an, like, I guess this is an HR problem. Like, at my job, this would be an HR problem. We would have to get HR involved. We would find a mediator. And maybe, we, you're right, we don't need to work at the same time. There are more than enough referees that, okay, we just don't put these two guys together because of the volatile situation, and you move on. At the end of the day, the this, you're trying to provide entertainment for the fans. This is not entertaining to anybody. It's it actually takes away from the game 
because you know every time that they play is going to be mess. So, all right, well, we got and he's gonna lose. basketball players and umpteen mini referees. This partnership, all right, you just put them in different places and move on. Like, we all work jobs. We all got to work together. And now that gambling right. is legal, like, at this point, at three, I'd never bet for Chris. Whoever, whenever Chris Paul plays Scott Foster, you got to take the, you got to take, because at this point, this this is this is egregious. Like he's clearly showing it's bias. Outside of basketball now, it it has nothing to do with basketball. Number one, you're. I even think about betting. I just bet. I'm whatever <laughs> I can bet that Chris Paul is not going to flourish. I know that hey, Scott Foster gonna give him hell. And I mean, look, he went over fifteen. So I mean, the money the money has made itself. The proof is in the pudding already. <laughs> but all, the next point is you have a referee who has that much control over player's success or failure. If I play, and and I could see if Chris Paul wasn't arguably one of the top five greatest point guards of all time. If he was a regular player, you go over 15, but I ain't got nothing to do with me. Chris Paul is a legitimate basketball player, though. He's a Hall of first ballot Hall of Famer without question. They call him the point guard, and then he get to you, and he regular? And if I'm Chris oh, Paul, I'm big mad because you don't. And it's like they make Scott Foster call his game. He didn't call him in Western yeah. Conference Finals. He didn't call his games in the finals. You put He's, me in a lot of situations, and especially when he, as soon as the kid thing came up, like you're playing with my career now. Like you know, he says if he said something about my kid at that point, I can slap the shit out of him. Like at the end of the day, it's not unreasonable. You keep putting me in this situation with this man who has a level of authority over to a lot to my career. And he said something about my kid. How that's, that's where I am with a lot of people is why do you keep asking me to be the bigger person? <laughs> why I got, yeah. Why do I have to be the bigger person? <laughs> why don't I, they I, correct I don't, their behavior? I don't <laughs> mind being the bigger person. Sometimes comes with life, maturity, all of that. But you continuously put this man right here in big games for me and then ask me to control myself when I'm giving I'm giving my team because he's he's not like a quitter or a loafer. Chris Paul will give you everything that he got. And mm-hmm. as the NBA, I'm giving you all that I have too. I'm going out every night to perform to the best of my abilities. You have to help me out or we're gonna have a problem. But that's the reason people that's the reason people act out. Yep. I, I've been. I haven't been given another option. I keep telling y'all this man don't like me. This man has said something about my kids. Well, when I finally, you know, lose it all and slap somebody, I'm gonna be the wrong. I'm gonna be wrong. Or I'm a. I'm a Draymond choking. Then I'm gonna be wrong, right? But the whole time <laughs> I've warned you four or five different times that this man is bothering me. Yep. 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 So that's the headlines in the NBA. Uh, I'm interested That's to see the headlines for life. Draymond choked them people at your job when they don't listen. Uh, Adam Silver, I, I've I've said it before. Adam Silver has hit a rough patch as commissioner. He's had a lot of little, just small issues. You, you had the Josh situation. You've had you now have Chris Paul and 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 Scott Foster. Uh, you've had other situations. <laughs> Zion, Zion. Oh, Zion and Josh Giddy. Jo- oh, 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 
<laughs> no comment, Josh. NCJG. No comment, Josh. Get it. You got that going on. Now they didn't. They now. John Moran ain't breaking no law, or wasn't accused of breaking no law. Uh, except strip club. Yeah, that was pretty law. And y'all suspending him immediately. Josh Giddy out here being Mr. Nasty Man, allegedly. For a tick, I mean, person. Social media. So <laughs> many videos. So many videos. I don't know what to say about that. But. I do. Nasty man. Nasty, nasty, nasty man. I mean, I, man. I, 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 I'm not familiar with the young lady, I guess. They She's 15. He's. Uh, but like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that that I, I'm not. I'm not bumping here. But I also I know that the internet will make up some stuff too. So I, I would just. But I, I do think that th this is a very simple look. It's a click, ma'am. Can you do me a favor? Can you show me your, your identification card? And if that ID don't have the right number on it, then oh, we out of here type of thing. It is. I'm. I'm saying that. I'm not that familiar with the situation. I've seen the pictures with him and the young lady. I ain't got to be familiar, big dog. I know what 15 is. <laughs> you better pull I, I a Scotty Barnes. I think, I think that, oh boy, he faded. He shot that shot. The other <laughs> shot that shot before the shot hit the clock. He said, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I think, I think this, this should be a pretty fast investigation and not fast and not giving him time to, to go through the, the protocols. But I don't, I think this Suspended is Suspended until protocol. you get it cleared. If, if somebody else, Josh Giddy. I'm not gonna say that. I ain't gonna play the race card. But if some, if it were somebody, a lot of other people, they they would be suspended until they finish the investigation. And, no, I mean you you gotta remember that's the same thing that happened with your boy, um, Malone, the baseball player. Nah, the, and he just disappeared. Who? Um, uh, plays for Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay Devil Ray player who got into the. Uh, Oh yeah, they just they just sent him they sent him to 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 Siberia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. And you got the, oh, Wander Franco placed on leave, and I, you already got somebody else. And you see how that situation spiraled so long. You would think There's it'd be. But, it's this so Josh, bad. It's ugly. They just got that team together. That's the reason that like it, it, there's the reason we, we like sports and we like to report on them is because there's so there's always a story behind the story. There's a story on, yeah, Josh's been suspended for 25 games. He is sinking the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies don't I don't know how they get into the playoffs, given everybody else they had to start in the West. Well, they better they better so, they better go but they traded for Marcus Smart, didn't they? Yeah, they don't know if they have a first round pick. But so um and yeah. yeah. So and I mean the same thing here with Josh Giddy. They're playing damn good basketball. They're playing the best bat playing the best basketball. They're playing better than I think people expected them to play. Them and the Rockets are 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 and the Magic and the Timberwolves are just surprises. Mm -hmm. And then you get this team together and and I just saw somewhere where they were like, oh no, nah, well. You trade you you trade your they're talking about trading all of their first round picks this year. The Grizzlies? No, OKC. 
Oh, to get better players. Well, they gonna you can trade Josh Giddy. No, too, not not to get better players because their players are playing good enough that we don't need these picks. I'll trade you. Give me. You need a pick now. Which one of these picks you want? You give me one and a pick swap later, or give me the Lakers. Y'all want to pick right now? You can get it. Just give me that <laughs> one in twenty thirty. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. So I mean, you, you, you like you I said, repurpose, add, you could repurpose these next year's picks. You could be like, hey, I just give me two later. Give me a first and two two seconds. Yeah, it could happen. Michael Irvin is on TV, so he does get his nails done. That's wild. But uh, what you thought? Oh, you thought OG playmaker would get his nails done? No, no, no. I think because he bit his, he used to bite his nails. He bit him down to the quick that he now gets like the full nail put on there. Like he gets his nails, nails done, like acrylic. Oh. Uh, oh, like he don't have the nail or nail yeah. bed anymore yeah. type of thing. That's unfortunate. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, man, those were the topics for, uh, Kev says Josh Giddy is expendable on that team, which, I mean, with all them picks, you can go get somebody to replace him, because Josh Giddy expendable. Not but I'm not. I, I'm. There's there's a difference in being expendable, and I'll give it away. Well, you're gonna have to if it's you gotta do something. Are they gonna get some compensatory picks or something? Because he may be in jail. That guy is. Thoughts and prayers to all parties involved. I hope they get to the bottom of it. Um, but I would suggest Adam Smith. You, I mean, not Adam Smith, Adam Silver. You stop playing with that because you're gonna look real crazy the longer you just let that rock. Yep. Uh, so those were the headlines. I mean, uh, the 76ers just beat the Lakers by 44 points tonight. Um, <laughs> they beat them to death. Excuse me. 138 to 94. They beat them by 44 points. <laughs> they tearing up Malika Andrews again, dude. Like, uh, we'll man, get you have nothing to say about Josh Giddy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sucks. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for rocking with us. Uh, we have cleared out football playoff on the way. This will be also this will be the final football playoff with four teams. So Final Pac-12 championship. Yep. This is a whole bunch of finals. In the Pac-12 as we know it. So, yeah. Um, if if we're going to end a bunch of historic stuff, it's going to take a little bit longer. Thank you guys for rocking with us. Always remember, of course, Monday Night Raw every Monday. There will be a splash cast, maybe a 48-pack, but probably a 36-pack. You know, the holidays, people not releasing a ton of music. Um, and then of course we'll be back for Saturday doing Saturday morning live, closing out the season. Thank you guys for rocking with us. Number one, number one, number one, more black baseball, more black. Number two, more black cowboys and cowgirls. Then number three, the historically black college university you went to, your cousin went to, your auntie went to, the person used to sit in the back of church, eat candy, get in trouble. Your mom be like, hey, y'all stop playing in the back of church. Send some money to their, to their school, their HBCU, historically black college university in your neighborhood, the one you go to, homecomings, step shows, spring fests, uh, whatever it is. Hopefully you go vote over there too, hell. 
Um, but send some money over there, support them. And then finally, 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 the greatest learning institution in all the world, DeHamp University. Please send some money over there. We only ask for $18.68 on behalf of the uh, greatest learning institution ever created. They gave me a degree. They gave Reggie a degree. And if you pay them a large sum of money and do all the schoolwork, they may may find it in their heart to give you one too. Um, without that, <laughs> with, with that said, we appreciate you guys rocking with us. Um, we love you guys. Adios, mi amigos. Buenos noches. Hasta luego. Uh, domo abogato, whatever that is. Until we see you again, we love you. Uh, oh, there go the confetti. And before we go, before we go, Jordan Poole, <laughs> little robot threw Jordan Poole's shot into the seventh row. <laughs> after Jordan Poole hit a little shimmy after shaking one of the defenders. He threw his shot into the seventh row. <laughs> right. All right, man. We love y'all. Peace. We out of here. Uh, I'm going to try to get the ATL version out tomorrow, which is just going to be us talking about the Hawks and the Falcons. Other than that, uh, you know, splash cast, whatever pack, 36 pack coming out Wednesday. Uh, this will be out for those to review. Probably cut it down a little bit. And then we're going to release all the other videos on YouTube. Uh, appreciate y'all for tuning in. Love y'all. We out of here. Peace. This is the Splashcast Weekly Schedule. You can find us on Monday, Monday Night Raw. That is the Around the League edition where we cover all of the major leagues around the league. Tuesday is the ATL edition, Braves, Falcons, Hawks. Wednesday is when the playlist comes out. It's a Splash Cash 24, 12, or 36 pack, just depending on the music. Thursday, for everybody who was not able to catch us live on Monday, they can catch up there on the Around the League edition. And then Saturday, of course, we bet beers for Saturday morning live. If you ever need to find us, we can be found at thesplashcast.com and, of course, via Instagram at thesplashcast. I wear Ricardo, got Tishi inside my cargo. Fendi button down, they thought I was Pablo and Narcos. I call my girl like I bought some Dior home. And she thought I really bought her some Dior home. Juicy Couture, we got Gucci Ballore on. Something vintage from Maurice to your Gucci divorce homes. Cartier Earth Tone, same color her birthstone. Bird off furs, and they as long as a church song. Plus she dragging the Louis double, big old goofy buckle. She chuckle when people say that we just the cutest couple. And I could tell by your purse game if your nigga truly loved you. So many bags, only if you knew the struggle. Still got the ones that she had when she used to fuck you. And she said, Yeah, nigga, when I used to fuck well, you. Well, she want that Birkin that's gonna cost a few thousand at least. I took home girl on the shopping spree, she end up stopping.